is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Welcome to episode 126 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Stanley, and we've got Rich Cetrone back again today. We've got Dave Hart and we've got Mike Farrell joining us again. How are you doing, guys? <laughs> Gavin's not here to talk, so nobody says anything. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I, I kind of want to um, say off the top, like, because um, obviously, I, I, I don't know if everyone knows, but we all sort of this wouldn't have whole podcast would have happened without um, the Facebook group we all met through, right? Yes. Um, but Jason um, recently is um, his dad passed away after a battle with cancer. So I just want to give a shout out to Jason. We're all um, we're all thinking of you, buddy. We all love you, and uh, hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, good, good, good shout, Dave. Um, yeah, I love you, Jason. Um, obviously, Jason been a good friend of mine for for, for many years now, um, and. Uh, the Birmingham Bulls, who him and, and his dad Malcolm were, were big fans of, and went went down there, and, and obviously you know Jason runs a brick ball group as well as the the Steelers group. Um, them and a, and a group of friends and stuff are, are hosting like a, a, a what's what, what do you call it a fundraiser? I suppose you call it. I think for, so. Yeah. Um, for stand up to cancer in in Malcolm's name. So uh, I'll tweet out the link to that later if anyone if anyone uh, uh, has the has the ability and wishes to to, to donate to that. Uh, do that and like I say our thoughts with Jason I'll tweet that link out in, uh, after the show or maybe tomorrow so it gets a bit more visibility and uh, and stuff so yeah thinking of you Jason love you um, hope you're doing alright um, in this episode we're going to talk uh, about the roster review I've, I've mentioned this for the last couple of weeks we're going to do kind of a, a full review of the of the team the roster where it stands today and where it, where it might go in the future and how we think we might improve it whether that be draft free agency whatever the case may be Um but before we get to that, uh, let's just talk about these playoff games off the top, so we can just devote the kind of the back part of the episode to that. Um, we we don't have to spend forever talking about the games. I mean, these are kind of in the rearview mirror now. We're all looking forward to the camp- conference championship games in a few days. Um, but uh, we'll talk about these briefly and just and make our picks for the for the conference championship games. We'll start with the Bengals and the Titans. The Bengals obviously won a tight game, nineteen sixteen, against the, uh, the the fraudulent Titans in the number one seed. Um, Bengals continuing to make me look bad on Twitter by winning these games, man. <laughs> um, I, I, I really uh, called my shot after this game. Um, it was, I think someone was coming after me, as they always do, after they win any game in the Bengals. And um, I, I, what did I say? I, I, said something about, I said something about the Bungles in the original tweet, and then they were like, oh, not so much the Bungles now. I was like, well, you, you still got 60 minutes to bungle it, you know? So I've called my shot. <laughs> I'm going to look a fool if the Bengals go all the way. So uh, I'm looking at you, Chiefs. But um, yeah, what do you think? Of, what do you think of the Bengals mainly? I mean, do you think they got a shot going to the Super Bowl this week? I, you know, I think they have a shot. I, I think Kansas City is going to beat them, um, but I, they definitely have a shot. They beat them in the regular season, um, and they have. Here's the thing: um, to beat either one of these teams, if you can't hold their offense in check, which is very difficult. You better have an offense that can score some points, yeah. you know. So, and 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 they each one does. This could absolutely be a shootout, and whoever has the ball last, you know, wins the game. I mean, I when you look at Buffalo, should be in this game right now, yeah. in my opinion. They made a tactical error at the end of the game. There's a there's a saying: when you play prevent defense, it prevents you from winning the game. 
And I think that held true with Buffalo in those last couple plays of the game. I think it was just, you know, I think you, you, you bracket Tyreek Hill, you bracket Kelsey, you rush three guys, you play man on everybody else, and that leaves one free safety to look over the field and to prevent the deep pass. And I think that's how you play that. You can't play that zone and give Kelsey all that space the way they did. That was just, I mean, they're just asking to lose that game. That was, you know, I, I don't think it was the right move. But, you know, the Chiefs are very deserving, and I, th- I think that's going to be a really great game. Yeah, I, I feel so bad for Josh Allen, man. That guy could not have done any... This was the game that really... I mean, I was all in on the Josh Allen trade. I, not that I've been out on it, but I think you all know I've been kind of slow to adopt the Bills over the years, right? And see them as a, a real, real contender with Josh Allen. And Dude, this guy was... A, he just came and laid down the gauntlet in these playoffs. He had a perfect playoffs, right? They had the perfect game the week before, and then in this, uh, this Chiefs game, he was just on fire. I've never been so impressed with a quarterback in a playoff game, so... Yeah, I agree with you, Rich. They should be in this game. But um, I think, strangely, the Chiefs might offer a better chance against the Bengals. I do think it's going to be a shootout. Um, we can pick this game if you want. Just do the AFC first. I, I, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I know Gav is picking the Chiefs. You said you're picking the Chiefs, Rich. Anyone mm-hmm. willing to brave the Bengals? Uh, you, you know what? I've 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 bet, bet against the Bengals repeatedly. And they've just... Maybe I need to have luck on my side or flip my luck or something. Am I making any sense? Just sort of go <laughs> with the Bengals so they lose. I don't know. I'm, I'm a jinx in the team they're playing against. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't see. I don't see the Bengals keeping up punch for punch completely with the Chiefs. Like when you look at that game against against the Bills, it was ridiculous. It was just constant mm-hmm. offense. It just it felt like a a heavyweight fight. And I don't know if the Bengals have got quite the, the weight in their gloves for a heavyweight fight. Well, that's it. It's this Chiefs team, right? You said, Rich, that they beat them in the regular season. But the Chiefs went on firing on full cylinders at that point. Even though that was a, a crazy shootout, I, this team just looks so much more clinical, like like the, the mm. Chiefs teams of old. So, yeah. I mean, maybe this is wishful thinking. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, give me, give me the Chiefs. I, I... I just I don't want I don't want the Bengals uh, posse to uh, to have any glory. Yeah, I'll take the Chiefs as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, nothing else to say. <laughs> okay, clean sweep for the Chiefs. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> you didn't sound happy about that, though, Mike. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I. I'd be up for it to be a good game, but I don't. Yeah, I don't want to be too close to run nervous that I have to see the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. So let's keep it close for three quarters, and then Mahomes blow it out in the fourth. Yeah. Hey, would it be easier to root for the Bengals? I know they're in our they're in our division, so like it's the last thing you want to do. But would it be easier if their fans were so ignorant? This is this is exactly what yeah, I've been saying. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably a whole lot easier. Yeah. I got a, I got a uh, a per, uh, what do they call it personal message direct message from somebody on Twitter I have no idea who he is and he was saying something making like Bengal references like where is this coming from like I don't even know you dude like uh, what uh, uh. like what the as I just ignored it you know like God man you guys are just so hard up for for a Super Bowl win but <laughs> like I don't get it like they they really. They really shouldn't even look at us, right? They should avert their eyes. Like it's six to zero, you know, six to zero. So like when you guys win one, maybe you can have a conversation with us. That is so. Uh, oh, Rich, I love that. They should avert their eyes. Oh. This guy took the time to write a nice message to you, to, to berate you. 
with this one even know who you are does he not know that you're batman for god's sake (laughs) (laughs) rich you got you got to send me uh like a a picture of this dm because i i I got a sneaky feeling this is probably my fault that you received this message (laughs) oh it's okay he actually just he just said something like joe sheezy i guess he's talking about burrow and then something else like just two random things like he didn't really insult the Steelers or insult me just kind of said two random words and I was like oh okay I guess you're a Bengals fan and I kind of left it at that this this has become the Bengals call now right is is this Joe Burr thing which is just really annoying um maybe that's the objective right I suppose but I don't know this is as in in cold as in Burr yeah I guess I guess like he's got ice in his veins so he's Joey Burr I don't know I don't really get it Joe Chill killed Batman's parents. Oh, oh, well, that is a backstory we need to dive into more in the offseason. Okay, so clean sweep for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. I'd expect nothing else. On the NFC side of things, the 49ers uh, unceremoniously dumped the Packers and Aaron Rodgers uh, out of the offseason with a blocked punt, right? Which was... uh, I mean, this was a shocking game. Bad weather, to be fair, but um, I think the Packers' inability to go out and draft a meaningful uh, offensive weapon behind what they already had there. Um, in fact, Mike, you listen to the 2 for 1 Drafts podcast, right? Or the Tailgate Show, whatever it's called. Mm. Um, Do you hear last week, um, one of them said that if they had, instead of drafting the top players in the top 100 picks on offense that they have done in the last three years, um, which they've got very little out of outside of um, uh, the running back who we talked about last week, and the, the name escapes me. AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon, thank you. Um, outside of that, they didn't get a great deal out of it. If they'd have just picked the next wide receiver taken with all those picks, they'd have got um, AJ Brown, um, T. Higgins, uh, the Washington dude. Um, uh, why, why are names escaping me today? I'm losing my mind. Scary Terry. Scary Terry, thank you. They'd have got all three of those guys, and then a few other decent-looking guys too. Josh Palmer at the Chargers, and uh, Brian Edwards of the Raiders. Um, and Gabriel Davis, who went for 200-odd yards in the playoffs. They'd have got all of those players if they'd have just taken wide receivers instead of... Uh, but yeah, they refuse to draft wide receiver. So anyway, that was a, an aside. The Packers get dumped out by the Niners, who are marching on to the NFC Championship game, thirteen ten. And on the other side of the uh, of the uh, NFC, we've got the Rams, who beat the Buccaneers thirty twenty seven. Brady's talking about retiring. I really don't want him to because if he does, it's going to just get in the way of the Ben party in five years at, at Canton. It's going to annoy me. It's going to be all about Brady. Um, so yeah, what, what do you think about the AFC Championship game uh, or any of those games? NFC, NFC Championship game. Um, I think San Fran a blocked punt for a touchdown and a blocked field goal as well. I mean that those aren't common <laughs> plays. Fair play though. I mean, you can only do what you can only do, I suppose. And and Rogers wasn't able to to take any advantages or anything along those lines. So credit where it's due. The Rams, uh, the Rams love to. What, what's the phrase? steal victory from the clutches of defeat or something along those lines. They look like they're cruising and then three fumbles. No, two fumbles. No, three fumbles and a botch snap, was it? Yeah. Uh, something along those lines. And brought Brady back into it. I did I did wonder when it was 27-3, I thought, oh, go on, Rams, go for two points. Because I think they kick, I kicked the extra point at 26-3 to make a 27-3. And if they'd have gone for the two, it would have been 28-3 like the Falcon Super Bowl. I did, I did think oh, that'd, that'd be good if you if you if you got it to there, but um, uh-huh. no credit where it's due. The um, 
why you decide to full blitz and put Cooper Cup one on one with a safety uh, in the last minute is is anyone's business. But credit to them. Yeah, um, I really felt like Brady was gonna was gonna seal the deal on it. Didn't because I've just got so used to it. I'm just beaten down now. You know, when I see Brady starting these comebacks, I just assume how they're gonna end. Um, so I, I was I was shocked when he didn't do it when he didn't pull it off, and then now there's all this retirement talk. Is, is he gonna retire? Yet? I don't know. That's the talk. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you know what? You're right. None of us have any insight on the Tom Brady camp. It was a silly question. No, I, I don't spend the whole time <laughs> in, uh, in his uh, in his world. But I've, I've I've heard chatter about it. I don't know how uh, how real it is. Mm. Was well, this the first time he's ever even talked about it? Well, it is really, yeah, because he always said he'd he'd go on as long as he physically could, right? I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's and he's still a really good quarterback. But you know, something so. kind of tells me that he's that kind of guy, though, where he's been saying this for a long time, but he knows innately that maybe he doesn't have a lot left um, mm-hmm. going forward, and he would rather go out now, rather than go through kind of what Ben's gone through the last year, right, which is people talking about how he's becoming adequate. just doesn't feel like we're ever going to get that Brady season. He doesn't want that to happen, you know? Yeah, and these guys, when they have that feeling... Mm. They don't seem to regret it afterwards. Like Barry Sanders was kind of shocking, right? Jim Brown was shocking. You know, they weren't in the same position as Brady. They they retired at the top of their game, still pretty young. But neither one, I don't ever remember neither one of them saying that they regretted their decision. So I guess when you feel it inside, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I think with uh, with Brady as well, the reason he went to the books was, you know, he wants to win, Just constantly, constantly win in a, in a, positive team but they've got a lot of people due to hit free agency that's going to be a very different squad than it is at the minute so you know does he want to go through a process I think they're losing at least two of the old linemen to free agency so mm. and obviously you know 84 isn't there there's Godwin I think is free agent as well Gronk question mark so there's there's a lot of potential change there does he want to go through all that again I, I don't blame him for saying what he's saying you know wife kids there are more important things in life than than football. Yeah, absolutely. I just just play one more year, Brady, just so that we get you know because that that'll be the the premium option, and you know when he goes in. But do you not think that it's just going to overshadow things if Brady's hanging around all weekend? Hmm. It'll be the Brady talk. Everyone who go, I'd be surprised if they even put anyone in the Hall of Fame the same year they put Brady in. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel the rest of it. Just put yeah. just only enough room for him yeah. and his ego. And Brady will just play himself in the Hall of Fame game with Grunk. Grunk, Grunk will line up next to him. He'll just throw passes to him. <laughs> um, okay, so let's pick this game. Uh, we got, we got the Rams, the Niners. Now, the, the interesting thing to highlight here is the Niners own the Rams, right? They beat them to get into the playoffs. And I think I don't know the number, that they, but they've beaten quite a few times on the trot now, right? Um, but the Rams just look so talented and dominant, but. I've always felt this year that they've just had a little streak and it almost came back to bite them against the Buccaneers of of collapse. I think Stafford is, is, is always there to make a mistake. I think he's a great, talented quarterback, but I think he's always got a mistake in him. I don't know, man. I'm going to go with the history on this one and take the Niners. Yeah, my 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 heart wants to go with the Rams. I like Stafford and um, I, kind of, I kind of wish he was a stealer a little bit. But... Um... Yeah, I, I think uh, he's definitely got it in him to just absolutely fall asleep one day and just, you know, on the biggest, one of the biggest games of his career, just go, uh, I'm having a day off today. 
and then just completely lay an egg. So I think um, I'm going to side with the 49ers, I think. Okay, Dave following along with me, I like it. Yeah, Gav has gone Rams. Um, Rich, what are you thinking? Mm. <clears throat> this is a tough one because you just feel like the 49ers, they don't really have, they, they shouldn't be there. You know, I mean, they deserve it. I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but the Packers should have won that game. You know, I mean, they just should have. Uh, it's just, man, it's tough because they're just, they just seem to figure out a way to do it every week and get it done. They have a great defense. Oh, man. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Rams, though. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you on the on the Niners. I never saw them as a Super Bowl team at any point in the season. So it would be a surprise. Um, Mike? Here's a quick stuff for you, lads. Since 2011, this is the 11th NFC Championship game. How many times has San Fran been in it? Since 2011. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm going to say... I'm going to say five. Yeah, I was going to say six. I'm trying to think back. But I can't, I'm, I'm losing track. Um... You're probably around the right mark. I'm going to go under, go four. No, Rich, you had it. Five. That, I mean, I, I was shocked at that. Yeah, credit, that's credit impressive. Where it's due. Yeah, five out of 11 years. Um, uh, but I'm going to go the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just think they've got one of the biggest issues as well. Trent Williams, the left tackle for the Niners, is still not practicing. Uh, and he's been phenomenal this year. Um, so if he's if he's out, mm. I would I would really see San Fran struggling to move the ball on offense. Even with, I mean, Debo Samuel's phenomenal, phenomenal, and, and really helped me in fantasy football this year. But he, the pressure that they can generate, they'll struggle to score points. Oh. So yeah, I'll take the Rams. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I traded Debo away in Dynasty before the season. <laughs> <laughs> Great move. <laughs> um, Okay, cool. So we got uh, me and Dave going with the Niners and Gav, Rich and Mike all going with the Rams. Cool. Um, okay, anything else on the playoffs? Uh, or you want to just jump into this uh, this recap? I think we'll move on. Okay, That's let's good. do it. All right, Steelers season recap. So the Steelers finish the season 9-7-1. and one. Um, The result of the season beaten by the Chiefs in the wildcard round. Tomlin, of course, still never had a losing season going into his 16th NFL season next year. Um, but I think what, what what some of the Tomlin deniers out there, you know, are starting to say, and we're starting to hear this from Bengals fans and internally, haven't won a playoff game in five seasons. Now the longest streak in the AFC North, as Bengals fans have so helpfully told us. So um, that's just something to keep an eye on. I think as we go into next season, I think the expectation now is maybe not this year because obviously we, we're starting to enter a rebuild, but I think uh, pressure will start to build that we need to to get a playoff win under our under our belts and it's only going to hang over Tomlin's head I think is what concerns me if, if, it, if it goes on too long um, in terms of the GM Kevin Colbert is planning on stepping down after the draft uh, so we're here uh, Omar Khan who's the VP of Football and Business Administration and Brandon Hunt the Pro Scouting Coordinator have both been interviewed for other openings at GM and uh, likely options for us um, we're also looking for a new DC likely Terrell Austin who we spoke about last week um, assuming Keith Butler retires although I saw a report saying that wasn't 100% now, today. I thought that was an official thing, right? Well, uh, yeah, apparently the guy who reported it started to say uh, he's not 100% now. So take, ah. take from that what you will. I imagine he probably still will. But 
ball from the sand, but he's had the easiest job of his life because uh, he's not actually been calling any plays. Apparently, Tomlin's been doing it all, so he's <laughs> yeah. just been stood there with a hat on and a microphone. <laughs> yeah, um, our good buddies, uh, Ortclave and Glenn Jones, both messaged to ask us about this. Um, yeah, Glenn put, what are your opinions on the revelation that Mike Tomlin calls the D? Why would any decent coach want to come to Pittsburgh if that's the case? <laughs> Um, what do you think? What, what did you make of this, Rich? Because you've been critical of Keith Butler's play calling and stuff. Yeah, and I and, and I still don't, I still don't care for him as a defense coordinator. But I do definitely uh, owe him an apology for a number of the things, uh, my viewpoints on a number of the things that's happened with him because I, I wasn't aware of this. Um, it's a tough position. I, I I kind of feel for the guy, you know, because what what draw prospects does he have now? Because he doesn't have a resume. You know, he was the defensive coordinator in name only. In the NFL, you know, they want to see what you've done. And he can't really take real credit for for the play of his his defense when they when, you know, when they were good. You know, so and that could be another reason why, you know, I've mentioned in the past that, you know, how good of our coordinators when there's no other teams beating down the door to interview them. Well, in the NFL, this stuff gets around. You can't keep secrets like that. So the other teams know that he's not calling the defensive plays. They don't. They don't even take him seriously to interview him. Then, which is kind of a bummer. It kind of sucks for him. And and you're right. The, no quality defensive coordinator is going to is going to want to come to the Steelers because they're going to want to you know they're going to want to call their own plays. So, yeah, I just I don't know. I'm I'm bummed for the guy now. I feel bad for the guy. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I don't like the idea of Tomlin calling the defense. Maybe this is why there's some obvious things that game situations that Tomlin screws up. You know, he doesn't all the time, but occasionally I think he does. I think he screws up a game time decision or an in-game decision. And maybe this is why. It's I think it would be tough to handle both those duties. And that's why there's not a lot of coaches that do both. There's some, but there's not a lot. Um, Yeah, and so promoting Daryl Austin is just like, Okay, you're gonna be in, you're gonna be the coordinator in name, but you're not you know people aren't gonna take you seriously. The rest of the NFL isn't gonna take you seriously. So I, I don't like it. I, I think I would like to see Rooney step in and say, no, we're gonna hire a quality defensive coordinator. You you're the head coach, but we're gonna have him do his job. You know, I would rather see that. It's not gonna happen, but I would rather see that. It did make me think with um, I and mean, we've been critical of Tomlin, like like you say, over so in-game decisions. I mean, the ones that are most glaring is like the um, timeout, just you know, calling timeout and just or just not doing it all together. Because I think he's trying to he's trying to drive the car and like light a cigarette and eat a packet of crisps all at the same time. He's doing too much <laughs> at, at once, you know. He, he's does someone does do the Rooney's need to have a word with him and say stop trying to do too much at once, man. Just stick, you know, you're the head coach, you, you know, you're you're still driving the vehicle but let someone else take over some responsibility get, you know get a d get a dc in who's that's it that's you know that's his his role you don't have to do that role anymore you know does someone have to have a word with him or, or is he too is he too ingrained in the in the organization to be had a word with i don't know i, I think it's really difficult because i agree I, I would like to see someone mix in some new ideas i think it probably makes a lot of sense to me actually that, that tomlin has been doing this the whole time because things do appear a little bit stale um, but the problem is that I think I worry about the narrative. If, if you, if you, if you know, if Rooney or whoever steps in and says, right, we're going to externally look to fill this position. Um, we're not going to do it internally and we're going to hand over play calling duties. Generally, that's not a good sign for a head coach. Now I know this situation is very different, right? We all understand that, but on a national level, I worry that the narrative is going to be, 
skewed very negative against Tomlin, which you know maybe isn't necessarily the case, or maybe it is. I don't know. Um, what do you think, Mike? Do you know what I? I think we should be able to attract a a, a decent DC who. And, and and let and let him uh, play call. I mean, we you know you're you're interviewing DCs, and you can say, well, we've got Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and Minka Fitzpatrick. Crack on, you know that's a solid base. <laughs> yeah. That's a solid base to work on. Rather rather than a DC going to a team, you know, with a bunch of nobodies, we've got arguably um, three all pros. Yeah. You know, we should be able to attract solid talent. But uh, Rich, as you you rightly say, to do that, we can't just turn around and, and say, well, we're going to hire you to DC, but you're essentially going to be a figurehead. No, they're going to be want to be in play calling. We have interviewed some external coaches, I believe, I, 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 some divi- some positional defensive coaches. I'm, I, I can't recall who we've interviewed yet, but that was a positive. At least it's not we're not just going ahead and, and going, yeah, internal recruitment, you're next, you're next in. We're actually looking outside the franchise. Wasn't one of them the Giants DC? I can't remember his name now. He's he's from like the the Belichick Belichick uh, coaching tree somewhere back along the line, but um I can't remember his name now. But didn't they interview him recently? It's a good bit of news, isn't it? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really put news yeah. together this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, I think we've interviewed Giants DC Patrick Graham. And Cowboys DB coach Joe Way. The only ones I can see from. Thank you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Piss poor preparation. After all that preparation you did, say. I know. With, uh, well, you know, the ball. it was geared towards something a bit different. Um, but it is what it is. Um, on the offensive side of things, we're sticking with uh, Matt Canada, offensive coordinator, despite a shaky first year. We'll see how that pans out. And then. The Steelers currently have a predicted $34 million of cap space. However, Dave Bryant of Steelers Depot suggests $21 million of that can already be budgeted for other things, draft class costs, in-season space, etc. But reminds us that the team can manoeuvre contracts or cut players to save additional space. So if you spend a bit of time looking at um, the great work that Dave Bryant does over on Steelers Depot, I mean, I, I sometimes think, man, if we didn't have Steel, um, Dave Bryant, who's doing this work? I don't know, man. I'm sure someone will be, but does every does every team have this guy who, like, just religiously operates the cap numbers on some website. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, um, he does a great job of really doing that down to the minutia. And uh, his thought is that we maybe don't quite have uh, the splashy cash spending money that some people have been kind of suggesting that we do this off-season. So I think that's maybe just worth bearing in mind a little bit, that maybe we shouldn't expect the Steelers to go out and make a ton of huge moves. You know, this isn't going to be like a regular Jaguars off-season. Yeah. I don't know if that... They well, need to. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if you were right, though, Simon. They, they don't. Uh, historically, they don't do that, but they need to. This is one where they. There's a couple guys I, I would love to see them throw the bank at, and we could really help our team immediately, and if they're available, that is. But yeah, they need to do it. Yeah. Well, we'll go for each position and and, and let me know as we go because uh, we'll talk about free agents in each one. So let's jump into this. Then we'll start on offense as we often do. Um, at quarterback now before actually before we jump into this do you want to play this game and, and if you've seen them tell me and, and we won't do it I currently have and I think Gav might have done this last year or half, halfway through the season the list of the players that have the top PFF grades as Rich loves uh, on offence and defence on the, on the Steelers offence um, do you want to have a crack at guessing who's in the top 
Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, could be anyone. Don't care. Uh, we don't have to do that, Rich. We can just skip yeah. it. No, 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 no. I don't want to be the, you know, the spoil monger <laughs> of the group. <laughs> Dave's sitting with his hand in the air going, pick me, sorry, pick me. Go on, Dave. Uh, give me, give me a name. Me. Give me a name, what, Dave. What? Can we reiterate this? Just, I... just this. So this is just the top five and the bottom five on on the. the um, you can guess either, Dave. I'll give you the choice. Um, on PFF grades for the full season for the Steelers' offense. Top five. Um, oh, I couldn't. I, I, it's, it's always really messed up, though, isn't it? It's like oh, some yeah. guy who's really <laughs> like dead middle is at the top. Um, uh, which with a spoon at the top. This that this is offensive. Oh, offense. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm completely. Um, Miles out. Um, DJ would be in the top. Yes. Okay. Five. There you go. He's third. So there's only two, I would say, full time starters in the top five. So maybe it's just best to get them. Do you know what the other one is? Um, Frymouth. Frymouth. There you go. Yeah. Nailed it. The others being Derek Watt is first, Mason Rudolph is second. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> DJ third, Pat Frymouth fourth, and BJ Finney uh, on limited snaps at fifth. Okay, bottom five. Go on, Rich. You're, neg- you're negative on this. <laughs> bottom five. Um, I'm just going to go with who I think's bottom five and see <laughs> how close it is. Uh, the whole offensive line. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Kendrick Green. <laughs> Kendrick Green is yeah. fifth from bottom, yeah. Uh, Trey Turner should be down there. He's not on there. He's not on the list. Uh, Brothersberger. Yeah, fourth from the bottom. Uh, and then to be fair, the last three are kind of maybe not full time starter level, so okay. I can give okay. you these. Um James Washington third from bottom. Uh Kalen Bellage second from bottom. And then dead last, Eric Ebron. Poor Eric Ebron. Gone, but not forgotten. He's played like two games this season. <laughs> He's gone yeah. this season. That's a bit unfair, right? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, but <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was a bit of fun. Okay. QB. So what I want to do for each uh, position is just highlight at the top what we feel we need or just come to some kind of uh, agreement or thought on where we feel we need to be with this position at the end of the offseason. I think QB is probably the easiest to say we need a starting QB, right? Does anyone disagree with that? Do you think the starting QB is on this roster? <clears throat> Possibly. I don't think the I don't think our future of our franchise is on the roster, but our starting QB for next year could possibly be on it. Well, that's very true, yeah. Um, but I, I think our, okay maybe a better way to put this do you think we should be looking for a starting QB or a, a future QB this year I think that's probably a, a definite right um, yeah I, th- I think we need to sign one in free agency mm-hmm. uh, and I think we need to keep an open mind in the draft um, I don't think it's a great year for quarterbacks the few that are projected to be you know picked in the first round will probably won't be there when we pick so uh, but I think we should keep an open mind in the draft and see what pops up. You know, I'm I'm not jazzed about a Mason Rudolph uh, Mark II season, but at the same time, I'm not entirely jazzed about selling your future on a aging QB, mm. aka Aaron Rodgers, um, which seems to be the you know high up in the bookies, right, to go with the Steelers. But I I don't like selling your future. I don't like because that's how many first round picks are you giving up. Maybe over split over years. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what what teams are going to be willing to give away for him. But I don't like selling your future for for a guy. And um, 
especially a guy who's as particularly in Rogers, a guy who seems to be so volatile in whether he's happy or not. Like he's he's got he's got like some sort of personality disorder. He's one minute he's happy, one minute he's sad. He don't he wants to leave. He just feels like <laughs> it, it could be it could be a problem in in a year's time. You know. Um, so I'm not, you know, if if there's a QB on the on free agency who's a good price, who you can be not necessarily a, a, one of the sort of more top end QBs, but can be serviceable and more serviceable than Mason Rudolph is, mm. then yeah, I'd be happy with it. But I don't, I don't, I'm would nowhere be on board with selling your future for a quarterback. No way, not with the amount of needs we've got on this team. No way. Yeah, I don't think we can afford it financially either. Yeah. You know, yeah. we've got 34 million. Yes, we can, you know, I've already had a look at if we cut particular players, we can save money there. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. But there are other players that we need to re-sign. Um, that then leaves us, I mean, what, Rogers is, what, 35 million a year probably? There, thereabouts. We can't afford that. No. And in my, in my mind, there's three sort of top-end quarterbacks who might be available. And one of them is a massive question mark for, for off-the-field things. And that's Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Hmm. They're all 30 million a year plus, And we haven't got the budget for that. You know, I, I, I feel comfortable that we spent a lot of the bud, you know, a lot of the money with on Watts deal and his, I think he's about 14, 15% of our cap next year. And I'm totally fine with that. I just think those, those three quarterbacks in particular, are they're out of reach. I wouldn't say no, but I don't think it's feasible financially. And and Dave, like you say, I wouldn't want to cripple the rest of the roster for that. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've leaned into what's that that kind of thinking. So on on the, on the roster, just to be clear, on the roster next year we'll have Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, Ben retiring and, and announced that today. And if it, you, you see that video, guys, the Ben retirement yeah. video, that was a yeah, a tear jerker. Um, oh, I also saw Dave Bryant tweeted out two hundred sixty nine million career earnings for uh, for Ben over the full career so you know been fairly remunerated for his work all Ben um, appreciate it okay so let me give you a list of um, oh and then obviously Dobbs and Haskins are free agents Haskins a restricted free agent I think he'll be around at least for training camp so, Haskins could be an interesting one, yeah. right? If, if he's made some sort of progression in the last season if he does something in the preseason maybe he's fat, you know like say I mean for example if we, we didn't pick up a QB in, in free agency and drafted a guy he'd be in with a good shout i think you know he'd be he's got you know he's got the draft color behind him all right he's not say lived up to that but he's he was a first round pick for a reason right you know he's, he's got he's got some talent somewhere in that head of his but um but yeah I, it'd be interesting one to watch I me mean, we were saying we were saying that like in the previous preseason right we're saying oh, he's you know excited that's the excitement of this of the uh, of the preseason and nothing really happened with it because uh i think mason rudolph sort of took over a lot of the a preseason snapper, it felt that way. But do you feel like um, maybe even Dobbs has got a bit of a shout in this uh, coming up preseason? Because maybe he fits the Matt Carter offense a little bit more than everyone else does. He's still riding mobile that Dobbs train. He's still riding that Dobbs train. He's a, he's a mobile. He's more mobile than Mason Rudolph is, and he's shown flashes of of something. All right, he's not the guy, but he's you know who who does Ben or you know when Ben was still here, who would Ben go to? After every, you know, where he come off the field, he goes straight to Josh Jobs. He wouldn't go to his anyone else. He'd be talking to him. You know, he knows the game, man. You know. That's it, though. His protective blanket is now gone, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if they had designs on on Josh Jobs sticking around, we would have seen more of him. To be honest. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, okay. Let me give you some names. So, 
Obviously, I wrote down the ones you meant. In terms of trade options, at least, I wrote down the following, right? Now, some of these are going to get zany as we get further on. But I wrote down the ones you said, Mike, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson. Then I wrote these, Tua, question mark. Um, Baker Mayfield, exclamation mark. <laughs> Sam Darnold, sad face. <laughs> Very sad face. <laughs> so, I don't know, those are just the ones I did as I went through. And, thought, and then if you don't, you know, if you, none of those tickle your fancy... Um, looking at the free agent list, you, your top names are Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. I know Gav's got his set of sights set on. Cam Newton's still sitting out there. Tyra Taylor, um, Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota and Mitchell Trubisky are hot names that people are kind of thinking about. Um, Gav said if he can't get a trade to get a veteran bridge guy, then he wants Fitzmagic, Teddy Bridgewater, Mariota or Trubisky. Um, are his guys so who out of those guys might jumps out to you and you think okay I could live with that where's the Trubisky love come from well, I don't know dude this I... has been a gal thing for a while <laughs> I've, I've got Where... a good friend of mine is a Bears fan and, and he'd laugh me out the door I think if I told him oh great news we've just signed Trubisky for the agency <laughs> for the but it's okay because Matt Canada's the OC you know the, none, 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 for me none of them really <laughs> jump out um, I'm with you man I'm, the only one I would imagine, and and this is admittedly this is a stretch, but it's because his contract is really team friendly, is Carr, because I think his salary cap hit is only about sixteen, seventeen mil, which for a, that could fit well within our financials. But then, what are we given to trade him? Yeah, we're given we're given a first at least. That's a great question. Uh, if, if if the let's imagine we ring up the Raiders because, you know, the Raiders have got a new brain trust coming in. You know, maybe they're not in love with Derek Carr. Maybe they want to go draft a quarterback. And they say, okay, you can have Derek Carr. We want a first this year and let's say, I don't know, a third next year. You, t- you take that deal? I think... Mm, potentially, actually. I quite I like know. it. I quite like it as an answer. Still a relatively young guy, showing a lot of... You know, he's gone. He's gone toe to toe with Mahomes, as I've mentioned a few times in the show. Right? He, he's he's got it. He's just struggled, you know, with this Raiders organization. I think maybe you settle him in. It's one of those. I might have a look and see what else is the story is with his contract. But it's one of those where it's not going to cripple you for years. You know, it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to cripple you for the next five years. Um, I've got my own opinion on what we should do on QB, and that has its risk and has its reward. But I think I think someone like Carr, you're yeah, you're not affecting it you you might be able to get out of it fairly quickly if it if, if it doesn't go according to plan and as you say what you've lost out of it is a you know as a first and a third i reckon they'll probably want more though, yeah quite possibly personally. yeah yeah what was your opinion uh, when you said uh, you know what you wanted to do what's that uh rookie okay anyone in particular I haven't decided yet. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll cross that bridge. Cars very close to your chest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might have to watch a bit more QB tape. I've, I've watched all the main guys, but I might have to watch a wee bit more. Okay, um, that's fine. I just have a look at Cars' numbers. Yeah, nineteen mil cap hit next year, and that's the last year of his deal. Mm. So we would be giving up a first and a third, getting him in a decent click next season. But then we're he's a thirty-one-year-old having to pay. Yeah. And he's going to want a figure that probably starts with a tree. Or, you know, he's going to want 25 plus. That's the concern long term. Hmm. 
I don't know. I, I'm I'm still riding the uh, the Fitz Magic train. I think oh I think goodness. I'm I'm still you on board. <laughs> I'm still on board. Can you not, you not get on board with a Fitz Magic season? I don't know. But, I, um, I couldn't. I couldn't. Like I love I love Fitz Magic, but I I want I would have liked that like two years ago. You know, on the the Duck Hodges season. Yeah. 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 That would have made it. But then again, fun. if you if you're saying, would you rather have a Fitzpatrick season or a Mason Rudolph season, then maybe we revisit that conversation. Yeah, it's a very different conversation. But um, I mean, I've heard that there's someone trying to convince me of um, Jameis Winston because um, he's sort of cleaned himself up mm-hmm. and he's improved. But I don't know if he's quite a guy. You know, as a veteran guy, do you want him taking the helm when he's got? question marks around him still i mean you could even go like full matt cadder offense and get cam newton on board i don't know if that'd be uh something to really go with but uh it could it could be some fun i, I don't know it, it's at, at this moment in time i'm kind of because because nothing's really even halfway decided it sort of feels like you know this could be a season where they almost necessarily have a bit of fun but just take a flyer on someone yeah. and see it see if it sticks you know yeah um, it's just, it's, I've just, oh, the pop-ups come up, low battery, and I forgot to get my bloody charger. Just, oh, carry on for two ticks. Rich, tell the guys mm. your thoughts on yes. uh, on where you'd go. Well, I'll be back in two seconds when I get my laptop charger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, you know, I would consider Brissette. Um, he's, he has, if we're going to keep Canada, he has history with Canada at NC State. So he understands his offense. Um, and Canada would have a guy that that you know he feels he could he could actually run his offense the way he wants it to be run. So I would I would definitely consider him. I, I mean I think they need to bring in a veteran uh, to you know if not anything else to push you know Rudolph and Haskins and see if they can get these guys to you know to another level. But it's a tough situation because I. I don't, you know, I don't want to trade up to get one of the top quarterbacks because we need so much. But I mean, not saying that that's impossible. It depends on what we do at free agency. I would really love to see this team change things around with the with the spots that they they need to have replacement with with free agents. I, w- I would really like to see that. Now, that's not saying you know, completely break the bank on it and spend all your money on free agency. But there's there's a couple guys I would love to see them sign. And I th- look at what the Chiefs did in one offseason with their offensive line. I mean, their offensive line lost them that Super Bowl. You know, you can't blame it all on them. But, I mean, that was a big problem in that Super Bowl they lost to the Buccaneers. And look what they did in one offseason. And that was through a trade, free agency, and draft. Hmm. You know, so it can be done, you know, but – um, it's a tough position with quarterback. It's it, because it, you, the only guys there that really give you a shot at the Super Bowl are the ones you mentioned, Mike, who are just going to be so expensive. It's going to, you know, we're going to sc- screw with our future, as I think Dave said as well. You know, th- because realistically, none of these guys have a great shot at, of, of taking you to a Super Bowl when it comes down to it. Um, sorry, uh, I heard you said you covered reset when I left. Did you? Did you? Uh, you mentioned you wanted a uh, a trade option. Did you say who it was? A trade? Well, he's a free agent, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I was, yeah, sorry, right. I thought I thought you'd said you wanted a trade option as well. No, I mean, I I really wouldn't want to trade at this point because I don't like trading draft picks 
um, when you need so much. If we have a solid team already and we're, we have a good offensive line, we're short up pretty well, yeah. then I think you can talk about training for Derek Carr because I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr could, could thrive in, with the Steelers. Um, but I, I don't want to do that with all the, all the needs we have. Yeah. It feels like as well that um, who you bring in, whether it's a, a draft pick or a, a veteran guy at, at QB, whoever ends up in that position – in the coming season is going to have a, a massive effect on what happens with the free agency and, and, and plays that stick around that are, that are, you know, on, on the, on the cusp of potentially leaving. So the likes of Juju who, who's already said that QB is going to play a role in whether he decides to stay or not. I'm sure we'll talk about it and talk about him later, yeah. but guys like, uh, like Washington, whether he ends up uh, keeping a role in this team, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that, you know, are on. You know, if you go one way with a QB, it's going to mean guys. Other, you know, a lot of guys are out the door, and then if you go another way, some might stick around. It it, it feels like it's it's got much. It's much more of a pivotal um, position this year, anyway. Yeah, it's going to be the the biggest talk of this off season, I think, isn't it? And mm. for each um, for each position, I've put down at the end just a conclusion, just a quick sort of, sort of where we think we might most likely to address this and. This is the one where I think we're well within our rights to say, well, shrug, you know, <laughs> right mm-hmm. at this moment in time, I, I think it's impossible to predict which way the Steelers are going to go with this. And I think, to be honest, you know, all season I've resisted this, but, you know, if you put a gun to my head right now and said, right, what is going to happen? You know, I could see this team just running with Mason Rudolph for a year and uh, I don't want to see it. I know that's the boring answer and... Uh, you know, I could see that too. Yeah, that, that feels like the most likely thing, right, Richard? Yeah, I think if they they really concentrate on their offensive line, they feel like <clears throat> we can run everything through Najee and hmm. you know, and just have a guy that kind of supports him. But that's not going to be enough to to win us an AFC championship. Not with the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC, you know. But I I could see them possibly doing something like that. Uh, oh, I tell you what, before we move on, a quick name that no one's mentioned, and maybe this is because he's made it to the NFC Championship game, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, people were very down on this when it got suggested, but obviously they drafted a rookie QB, assuming they don't win the Super Bowl, there's a good chance that maybe he's out the door. Um, is he, is he any, any higher, on, and, and then potentially, obviously, you know, you can't say that he can't take a team to a Super Bowl, because he's done it. But, uh, people into that, or no? Is that, is that a big no? Not jumping out at me, see. Okay. Uh, I think I think he, he falls he falls in that range of guy who you might end up selling your soul a little bit for, who's not going to do much, uh, you know, a whole much in the long run. The progress stopper guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it depends on how much it's going to cost you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not in a, in a he shouldn't be in an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson tier. No. But. I mean, if you can get him at a decent price, I don't know. I I think you got to consider it. I prefer it to a to a Rudolph season. That's all I say. Yeah, I but, would too. Yeah, but I, I hear what you're saying, Dave. I, I do worry about those teams that can just get stuck with a with a guy, and you know, I would want it to be a deal that you can get out of pretty easily. If uh, which isn't always the yeah. case with these QB contracts, right? Look at Sam Darnold with the Panthers; they can't get out from under that now. Um, <laughs> same with uh, Wentz and the Colts, right? If they want out with him, and it looks like Jim Irsay does. They're in trouble because they've given up a lot to get him. So, yeah, I don't want to be in that situation next year. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's let's start rolling. Running back. Um, now, for need on this one, I've put, and we might not all agree with this, but for me, and I've said this before, 
I think that we need a solid backup and a rotational guy to Naji. I don't think he's on this roster. We spoke about this last week a little bit. Dave defended Benny Snell a bit. Um, this season we had obviously Naji Harris, who was just a workhorse, um, played 1,008 snaps, um, 307 rushing attempts, 1,200 yards, uh, 3.9 average, and then behind him we had Benny Snell, Kalen Balage, and the, the lesser spotted Anthony McFarlane. Don't know where he went. <laughs> he, he he had three attempts for three yards, so appreciate his contribution. Um, Najee had a, a 69.4 grade. I think we on PFF. We, I think we all agree that that he had a great rookie season. We were excited about him, but but for me behind him, I think I really do believe this team needs to go out. And this is maybe a position I would would prefer to target in, in the draft, probably. Although you made a good point, Dave, last week that. You know, are we just going to end up with another Benny Snell if we do that? Um, mm-hmm. Quite possibly, but I don't know. I, I would quite like to see us go in a different direction, get kind of a more shifty, elusive back that maybe doesn't have the power but can change the pace of a game. Maybe like what we thought Anthony McFarlane might be, right? And and that's not happened. Well, um, he's not. He's not been given the opportunity to be fair to him. But if he's not being put in that position, then maybe they're not sold on him. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, these guys that don't get the opportunity usually, I'd imagine there's there's a reason for it. Um, in the background, um, I've, I mean, I've got a big list of free agents. Running back is the list is absolutely huge, so um, I won't go through any, you know, all the names. If there's anyone that jumps out to you that think we is a reasonable, because obviously this is not a position that, behind Najee that you want to spend a great deal of money on, right? This needs to be a Balage level contract, um, not too too far away from the from the minimum. Um, you know, guy, this is this is uh, not going to happen because I think he's proved his value too much in the last few weeks of the season, but. Imagine if he hadn't done it and we'd have picked up like Rashad Penny for dirt cheap. Mm, <laughs> that yeah. would, that's the guy that I'd like sitting there behind him. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike or, or whoever, any, anyone that jumps out to you on the, on the free agency side that, that would interest you as a backup to Najee. Are you happy with Snell and, and what we've got? Yeah, but I'm okay with Snell. Dave, I think you and I were both saying that last year, weren't we? That we were content with him being on the squad, but I do think I do think there's a there's a there's a chance of getting in a free agent and sort of compete for that RB two role because we yeah I think I said last week we can't have Najee touching the ball as much as he did will you know ruin him by the time his rookie deal comes up for for renegotiation yeah um, I'm just looking at the free agency list and I am scrolling down here's the one, list here's one for you mate here's one for you what, what do you think of this one J D McKissick nice secondary back in Washington this year decent out the backfield catching the ball as well which is nice compliment to what Najee does. No, don't love that. No. What if I come back with Jared McKinnon? Mm. Yeah, he, he might cost you. Over. Might cost you a little mm. bit of money, though. Is his current contract nine hundred k? A lot of injuries in the bin, so I don't yeah. know. What yeah, that, that, that's that's your red flag, I suppose. Is Devontae Freeman just another Benny Snell? If, I mean, nah, well, going back to McKinnon for just a second. If, if he win, if he wins a Super Bowl and plays a major part, that's going to yeah. go. Psh, that contract's going. Yeah. But I like him. Um, Devonta Freeman. Yeah, I'd rather see Philip Lindsay. I think he's a little better receiver. But there's a. I mean, there's so many on this list. Um, I think this is one of those things where the Steelers play it by ear. They don't go out and, and, and jump on any running back right away. And they see, yeah. 
you know, who, who, who falls, you know, and where there's not a lot of interest and then they sign, they sign somebody at a cheap price, you know, and I think they should still look to draft somebody as well. Not, I wouldn't spend a high pick on them, but the later rounds, you know, sometimes you can get a, a serviceable back in the later rounds, especially if, if, you know, if you're looking for a, just a backup. Yeah. Uh, Dante Foreman. I don't know, I, I, I'll tell you who's a free agent. James Connor. Who's that guy? So um, the Steelers, in terms of free agents, Balazs is, is the only um, unrestricted free agent. Imagine he'll be out the door. And then for cut candidates, I put down both Snell and McFarland. I, I don't think Snell would be cut, but um, I think McFarland is. I, I would I would say he's more likely than not to be. Um, given his contribution in the last season. And I don't think Snell is completely out of the realm of possibility if the team went and found someone they liked. Snell's got special team value as well. I think they, uh, they see that in him. Whereas McFarland is... I think, what value has he got at the moment? Outside of warming the bench up. Yeah, exactly. And, and Tomlin likes Snell. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, conclusion on that one. Uh, they're all going to be... Uh, <laughs> we don't know, right? But... Uh, I think we're leaning towards maybe leaving that in the draft, see if anyone comes in the second round of free agency, third round of free agency, right, when when people have been picked up and who's sitting out there on the street. Kind of like we did with Bellage, right? Um, yeah. I think that's probably what to do on that position because it's not one of this massive concern unless Najee goes down, you know, touch touch all the wood that you can. Okay, wide receiver. Um, for need on this one, I've put, I've put definitely depth. I think depth can be improved at wide receiver, especially if um, Washington's out the door and, and a spot starter. And then a, a potential starting slot receiver if Juju and Ray Ray leave. They're both unrestricted free agents this year. And uh, as you mentioned, um, Dave, Juju's been talking a little bit in the media this week about how you know it matters who's at QB and he's expressed interest in playing for the Chiefs. I know they were in for him uh, last year when he signed the one-year deal. So, I don't know, I'm getting mixed messages from Juju right now. Obviously, he said that he wants to stay in Pittsburgh, I believe, and I think he he would be happy to sign with Pittsburgh on a long deal, a four-year deal, which he's made it clear he wants. But if that's not on the table, it does seem like, you know, more likely than it was last week that, that Juju might be out the door, um, which is gravely concerning to me. Uh, obviously, this year we had uh, DJ Claypool and... Um, Ray Ray starting a lot of the season with Juju out and then uh, James Washington and Ray Ray kind of rotating around so uh, what do you guys think we need here do you agree with with my assessment there or do do you think uh, we need something different yeah I I think the I I really want Juju to stay around not not just because I like the guy but he's the it feels weird saying he's a veteran guy because he's like so young. He's, he's so young. Yeah. He's really still a really young guy. He's been in the league a few years. He's still really young. I can't remember how old he is. He's probably on a, a sheet here somewhere. He's uh he's twenty five. He's not I mean he's he's a baby in the NFL. But like in that in that group, it's so inexperienced and and raw that it doesn't it needs a guy that's you know, a, a firm hand on the tiller, as it as they say. But like it it, it if you were to bring someone in, you need that that veteran guy, and, and I don't know, are you willing to spend the the big amounts on on a on a, on a Godwin? I, I don't know. I, I don't see why you'd want to go out on free agency. I think the Steelers are so good at drafting wide receivers that if you're gonna get a wide receiver, say Juju is is gone, 
you're gonna I think you're gonna go to the to the draft for that, right? At least this team is. Unless you can do like a straight swap for Pringle with Kansas City. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd be I'd be up for that. But um after him absolutely destroying us a few times. But um but now I, I really want Juju to stay. I think that that'd solve a lot of the problems on this on this uh in this group, in this wide receiver group. If if he stays around, I think I'd be pretty happy to just go ahead with you know, maybe picking up a, a late round uh, wide receiver pick on, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I kind of want it to stay as it is, but I don't think he's going to. It doesn't look that way right now. Yeah. Well, how, how many sources are reporting that he said he wants to play for the Chiefs? Um, I think there's quite a few, and he's apparently he's been and he's been speaking to them. And yeah, I think I've even saw really? somewhere he's been around. He's been to Mahomes' house or something like that. I don't know how true that is, uh-uh. but um, I've I've read where there was one source that okay. That reported this, so I don't know if I believe it. I mean, could be true, but I, I, it's not like blowing up the you know the internet as far as you know Steeler talk goes. Um, maybe I have in my maybe I have my head in Twitter too much. Maybe I'm uh, just take myself out of that a little bit. Maybe <laughs> maybe it makes it seem bigger than it actually is. You know? No, yeah, but I have heard I have heard that, but I saw one source Wilson something Wilson reported it, yes. but I haven't Aaron seen. Wilson, yeah, I haven't seen it from anyone else, so I I don't know. Maybe it's true, but maybe not. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I, I I think they have to. You guys know my stance on this. They they got to resign Juju. I think it's a must, and I and I think they need somebody to stretch the field. We haven't had that in quite a while. I know they they had hoped that it could be Claypool, but I don't think it is. They need that guy that's going to open the field up more for for Deontay and Juju and. You know, whoever else is there. Um, I think, you know, I think we've seen that from the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they have a plethora of guys <laughs> that can do that. And they're a real problem, you know. But I think if we can at least get one guy that can stretch the field, I think that's going to help us our passing game. Well, luckily for you, Rich, the answer uh, is easy. And it's sitting there out in free agency, coming off the Giants roster, John Ross. Hmm. <laughs> All right. How about Sammy Watkins? <laughs> yeah, that's probably a better show. <laughs> uh, just on to your question, though, Rich. Um, Pro Football Network reporting, and this is from the Aaron Wilson thing. So Aaron Wilson said, quote, it's no secret in NFL circles with multiple league sources saying Smith-Schuster hopes to join the Chiefs as a free agent and has expressed that desire. So that's what he said. Take from that what you will. Yeah, it's still one guy. Sure. Still yeah, one yeah. source. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when we hear from Juju, then then I'll believe it. Yeah. Um, cool. Any, anyone else jump out? Because I, I, I agree on the whole. I think this is probably a position I'm comfortable with. If, J, if Juju leaves, I think they resign Ray Ray, right? I think they probably resign Ray Ray either way. Um, Would you be happy with that with that wide receiver group? But now we've got Ray Ray and in, in. I would want to upgrade. Upgrade is maybe difficult. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out and spend big in free agency, like you said, Dave. I don't see any reason for that, um, especially in the position that we're in with the QB. Um, but yeah, I agree. I would. T- with the, I would. You know, call Kevin Colbert and say, right, one last go around the horn. Let's let's take a wide receiver somewhere in the. I don't know wherever, wherever you fancy it. Really, the third third round onwards, right? And mm. uh, and see, we've got a lot of holes to fill, so you don't want to be wasting too high a pick, but. If you can target a guy that you like, I mean, we're always falling in love with like sixth rounders at wide receiver. So, um, you know, take your shot there, see if he can compete in the slot, get a guy you like, and uh, and go from there. Because you know, I, I quite like what we saw from Anthony Miller and Cody White. Let them compete for a spot at the back end of the roster for depth. Do you not feel that the veteran presence is more needed though? 
mm. rather than just bringing in another an, another inexperienced <laughs> guy. And I, I know they're not. Point. Yeah, not a bad point. They're not, a they're not all wet behind the ears. They've got a couple of years, but it's not. It's that guy who's just just wily and knows you know just knows where to be. You know, I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, these guys that are old, there's the likes of Deshaun Jackson and Amendola, who's picking up his pension pretty soon, I think. But like, <laughs> you know. It, with one of those guys, not sure one of those two exactly, but just someone who's got the, the years behind them that isn't necessarily going to be guys stretching the field, but just has the experience. Dave, you know? a name has just jumped out to me that answers all of our questions and some more, right? He's got the age, he's got the production, he's also going to fill in as our backup running back, Cordero Patterson. I like that. <laughs> I, re- right. I really like that. Can you imagine? Let's do that. Let's run this offense compl- with Mason Rudolph completely out the hands of Naji and Cordero Patterson on the field at the same time. I've got. I've, they've got. A, they're going to be re-signing him, right? I don't think he's going to be. <laughs> they out. might franchise tag him. Jeez. <laughs> Considering the season he just had, man, I don't. Be, you'd be foolish to let him go. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, anyone jump out to you? Um. Right after one advantage that we've got, and I agree, Dave, that we should we should maybe look at uh, an experienced wide receiver. You look at the receivers who are due to hit free agency and these are the guys that are going right at the start, top, top dollar, mm-hmm. Adam Robinson, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams, Juju and the presumption that we don't resign him. Uh, Mike Williams of the Chargers, Michael Gallup of the Cowboys. They're all going for big money. I think we need to be looking at the next crop or the second next crop of, of receivers as a as an experienced guy that we can get in on the cheap. Um, I know we've got experience of, of drafting competent wide receivers in the draft, but yeah, we have a lot of needs. Let's, uh, let's keep one of those draft picks in the back pocket. Um, one question I'll, 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 I'll put to you as all lads. Um, DJ's contract is due after the end of the next season. Mm. Should we tie him down now? I say yes. I say that fairly aggressively. Yes, actually. That we should re-sign him now. What would his price be? Do you think? I haven't looked on uh, on like Sport Track or anything, but you know, if you'd have asked me five games before the end of the season, I'd have been just clawing my eyes out to give you that money. But it just yeah, the way this season ended, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I wouldn't re-sign him. I'd be very happy if we did re-sign him. I think he's got the talent to be a number one. But uh, what's his price? That's what that's what worries me. I'm like, do I want to spend top top receiver money? Over know. the cap suggests twelve and a half mil, hmm. which is. Corey Davis money. Take from that what you will. <laughs> what? <laughs> he had that one good season, right? And then then people paid too much for him in in, uh, in free agency. I think I don't know what was going on there. Mm. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's probably he's going he's to cost north of ten a year. Yeah, but I'd be happy with that. I mean, you know, we start getting close to fifteen, we're getting into pretty exclusive territory. Mm. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be in the teens. But I would rather do it sooner rather than later because yeah. if it ends up being lumped into the same wide receivers that are going in free agency, you know a player like that, his agent will be on to say, well, you know, player X in free agency got this level of salary, so my player deserves something similar. Yeah. I'd I'd love to get it nipped in the bud before free agency, and it's one less thing to worry about. Yeah, that's probably a good point. I think you're right. Somewhere around that twelve million mark is, is probably reasonable. Um, oh, but it feels like a lot, though, right? Especially because are we absolutely certain that DJ is going to be the number one for four years? <sighs> Just got the ning- niggling doubts in the back of my mind. Do you know what I mean? 
I think that the sort of the last, particularly that last game, has sort of skewed our opinions somewhat, it considering the, yeah. the 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 drops sort of reemerged after all this tennis ball catching he's been doing. I think that sort of skewed our opinions somewhat. I think the the sensible money gets him tied down early because I think I think the rest of the league is looking at this guy going, yeah, we need, you know, I'd love this guy on our team. So I, I think we, yeah, I'd side with you, Mike. I think uh, game down, game down early. I think. What's your take on that, Rich? Yeah, I think he's going to be our number one. Uh, I'm st- I'm still iffy about him. I always have been. Um, his concentration is is or lack of concentration is an issue. Not only catching the ball, but also his his assignments. Um, but you know, having said that, I mean, you can't deny his talent and his ability. They're in a tough spot. <laughs> You know he's 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 gonna he's gonna probably be that guy that's gonna be like a heartbreaker, you know like you know like Antonio Brown was for the for the Buccaneers. You know he's he's amazing. He still has a lot left in the tank it seems, but when you really need him, he might not be there. And 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 not that DJ is gonna do that, but he's gonna have those drops. He's gonna have those big look that 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 play that he dropped, um, was was pretty big on second down and thankfully Ray Ray came through on third down and made a great catch, you know, so, you know, he's going to do stuff like that occasionally, but he's going to give you a lot of great plays as well. So it's not preferred to have a guy like that as your number one, but I think the Steelers are in a tough spot. I think he's going to probably end up being our number one for, you know, like you said, the next four years. Just a, a few names, lastly, just to throw out and tell me if you, if you, like any of them, just ones that jump out to me as options, veteran guys. Um, Keenan Cole, he had a nice season with the Jags before he signed for the Jets and entered the the deep abyss. No, it's not bad. Rotational guy, maybe on the cheap after a down year. Okay, how about um, DJ Chuck? Get the annoying song in. DJ Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Chant that. <laughs> He's a good receiver. Yeah, I yeah, like I'm DJ Chuck. Big fan. Um, and then the other one. Now this is an interesting one. You're talking about stretching the field, um, Rich. What if we just straight up? I didn't realize he was a free agent. Christian Kirk from the Cads. Yeah. Twenty six in his prime. Maybe get some, you know, some good years out of him as like a second or third receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. Going to cost you a little bit, I imagine. But um, if you really fancied it, I quite like that. Yeah, cost is going to be a factor yeah, there, isn't of course, it? Yeah. Okay, I think conclusion on that one is uh, either, like you say, similar to the running back, really uh, late round of free agency or or late round of the draft, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay, moving on. Tight end um, need here. I've just put down third tight end. Maybe we kind of operated with two tight ends really for most of this season. I think those are locked in going into next season as well with with Frymuth and Gentry. Um, Ebron, of course, is an unrestricted free agent. Wouldn't expect to see him back. Um. Oh, and then obviously uh, Gav's boy Raider on the practice squad all year, so he'll be hanging around. Um, do do we need a third tight end? Nope, I'm not sure we do. You know, I think I think no. tight ends that position that we think we can sort of cement now. Set it. Yeah, maybe the, maybe the, the easiest one on the roster, right? Yeah. Um, the only reason I even went to the free agency list for this is because I've got an obsession with Will Disley. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, I, you know. We don't need him, but you know, I'll take him. 
<laughs> I just got an obsession with random players that I was into like three years ago. <laughs> okay, let's move on quickly then. Offensive line, I think this is probably one of the biggest talking points uh, going into the off-season. Um, for needs, I've put, I have started writing these down, then I wrote starting tackle, um, starting centre, starting guard, <laughs> and then I was just like, all of it. <laughs> Uh, but there's also question marks all the way around, right? So, free agents from the Steelers' perspective, um, Trey Turner is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Chucks is an unrestricted free agent. Gav noted that he would like to resign Chucks if he accepts like 35th in the league tackle money, which, you know, I've said after that Zach Banner contract, I don't know. Um, BJ Finney's an unrestricted free agent. Gav wanted to resign him. And then Hassenauer is uh, an exclusive rights free agent. I think he'll probably be back. So, Obviously, a lot of moving offensive line. We, we, we can kind of take this whichever way you want to go. Um, Gav's got some thoughts, so I can go into that, or we can take it by... We can just start with tackle, if you'd like. Uh, in fact, yeah, let's do that. We'll, we'll start with tackle, then go guard, then go centre. So if we start with tackle, I think... I think we're all in agreement, right, that Dan Moore probably starts again there at left tackle yeah. next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, Zach Banner is obviously a candidate to be moved on, I think, at this stage. And then we got uh, Joe, Joey Haig, John LeGlue, and and then what, what do you want to do about Chucks? I think we've probably spoke about this, Mike. I don't know if I asked you. Yeah, I mm, starting off first of all, sorry, Zach Banner. If we cut him, Chuck. it's a five million pound save, and yes, please. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Chucks. I would be content with a team friendly deal. But I would also want to do a little bit of window shopping, whether that's free agency or the draft, um, and have a little bit of a competition. Hmm. Want me to give you uh, Gav's tackle picks? Um, he, he would like. He says he would like. He wants to make a big all line splash move, and he's got ideas at guard and tackle. I imagine he'd probably have to choose one or the other. Um, Terran Armstead, he wants. I mean, that's a big name in free agency there straight away. Mm-hmm. He says. Eric Fisher would be an upgrade. Morgan Moses again. I, I'm, I'm assuming by again he said it last year. <laughs> uh, like I, like, I like the I like the Eric the Eric Fisher. That's one I had written down actually. I like I like that one. Um, I, I I don't know. I think um, I think Armstead's a bit a bit hefty of a price. It's asking a lot that right. That's a big old price tag you stick around that guy. But Eric Fisher seems a bit more team friendly in uh, in that sort of price tag. So right now, um, just sorry to interrupt you. Right now, apparently, no. Armstead is on thirteen million average per year, and and Eric Fish is on eight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Both I mean, there's even there's, there's even uh, around a similar sort of price as Chris Hubbard. Would he come back? Hmm. Also thirty-one. Everyone's thirty-one in this free agency class. Um, yeah. That's yeah. That's not yeah. Maybe he would. That's not an awful shout. What do you think of that, Mike? Again, it's 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 going to be all down to how much it's going to cost, isn't it? It, it? it what are we thinking either side of like seven million a year? Is that too rich? Are we thinking no, we're going to have to pay him more? If we start creeping towards ten, I don't feel it's worth it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, all all under Brown Junior be pretty cheap. From the the Chiefs. Yeah. I think um, I'm pretty sure I, I've made a note of him being as a free agent. I I reckon they'll after after trading the first round pick. I reckon they'll sign him if he is a free agent. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I think he's because he was on his rookie deal. I think right is probably why he looks cheap. But I think they'll probably sign. I him. see. 
I think I they'll probably sign him to a bigger deal. I see. Um, Trenton Brown, New England. They usually they usually end up having a decent O line. And I'm sure his starting mm. position is a right tackle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot reckon he was nine million a year. Currently, that's palatable. Hmm. And in, in, in a way, if we're gonna if we're gonna say that Dan Moore starts at left tackle, and let's say we bring in Brown at right tackle and pay him nine mil, nine and a half mil a year, what it might be, it all of a sudden parks the tackle need in the draft to to deep. You know, we we will start with these guys. We'll start with these guys. Um, but you then that's one position you don't need to worry about in the first two days, arguably. Yeah. It's a good I mean, point, right? Because I think every national analyst right now is saying it's almost a given, right? They're, they're saying, well, all-line stealers, all-line stealers, tackle stealers in the first round. But you're right, that would totally free it up because we would have our starters that we I suppose, relatively comfortable with if, if we go out and sign a guy. There is some right tackle options. But, Rich, um, uh, I'll go to you because obviously <laughs> you, you've been a big all-line guy this year. Um, yep. What are your thoughts, what you prefer to do, and is there any guys that jump out to you? I would rather... Draft if you're going to draft attack or if you if with the tackle position draft the tackle and and first or second round, mm. and spend that money on the interior. I mean, and we're we wouldn't be in a horrible position if we just went with what we had at tackle. Um, I wasn't thrilled about it, but to me, the thing that killed our running game is the interior. Yeah, yeah. We need a center and we need a guard, and I would throw money at. There's a guard out there I would throw money at, and there's a center that, you know, it's going to probably cost you about ten mil. Neither of these guys are really young, but I, I think they'd both upgrade our our line tremendously. It would make a huge, huge difference, um, okay. even without doing anything at the tackle position. Okay, drop it on me. We can do we can do guard as well. Drop it on me. Who who you like? Uh, Lakin Tomlinson from the 49ers. Mm. He's 29. He's going to cost you about ten million a year and i think he's worth every single penny i think he's an outstanding guard and he uh, i think he would help us right out right off the bat okay nice i like that gav uh, let's take a look gav wants brandon sheriff 30 million he wants to pair him with xio with time with, with, oh, sake, Gav. <laughs> what wants to pair him with linda because he's already drafted him in his head and suddenly that interior is fixed feels like the old line needs some experience so yeah, I think he'd agree with you, Rich. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's experienced. Richie, Richie Incognito. Oh right, he's yeah. pretty damn experienced. Oh, he's nearly forty, man. Forty-nine, yeah, crazy. <laughs> Who else we got on here? Brandon Sheriff is a free agent. Jeez, he, I bet he gets franchise tagged. Don't know who else Washington got coming up. Um, anyone else jump out? No, Bengal fans hate Xavier Suafilo. Then try to turn as the next guy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, there's not loads on the on the guard front. There's a lot of names you've never heard of. Of course, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that shot me. I can't get past the first five. There's a lot of guys I'm looking at thinking, oh, I liked him coming out of the draft. I liked him coming out of the draft. And that's <laughs> that's right. Right. He was my red star pick. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting though. We talk about chucks, right? And um, what you know, I've kind of said, oh, I feel like he could end up getting more money. But it, on this list, of, and this is just right tackle, so. Forget everyone who plays left tackle. A free agent right tackle is either 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17th guy 
on this list in terms of uh, average value per year. Now, that obviously because he's a rookie right now, but um, generally that's an idea of the quality of the guys above them. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys hitting for inch, is what I'm saying, at the right tackle position. So maybe uh, Chuck's value isn't going to be as high as I thought. Hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, any more thoughts on the guards, Mike? Um, no, I, I agree with Rich. I think our issue is interior. Um, I, I, I think we need to make a call as well if we're going to kick Green to a guard position or not. Yes. And if we do, Good point. I, I, our, 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 I said this last week, our O-line is so could could be five different people, apart from Dan Brown, could be five different people, like four different people across four different positions. You know, we could swap Dotson to the other side of the guard. We could move Green to guard. We could draft a center and then sign a tackle for, for right tackle. It's, we're going to have big, big, big changes um, across the line. And I, I'm, I can't yet decide where to piece everything. I want to try green at guard. I, I, because I don't think it was fair to kick him to, to play him at center from also last year. And if that means we, we pay JC and keep him at center, I, I'm open to the idea, but I think interior is where we need to really focus. Yeah, and make a make a make a decision. I think we definitely need to move Green to to guard because he, he he can't be playing centre. But whether he starts at guard is, is another question. Ultimately. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I I think it's the way I look at Green is he's going to be fighting for a spot on the fifty three, not not a starting spot. I just don't think he's a starter. I don't. He doesn't look. The the guards we've had in the past are huge. This guy that I like, this Thomason, six three three fifteen. I mean, look at look at. Um, Look at some of the ones we've had in the past: De Castro, Fanica, Ramon Foster. They're monsters. I mean, these guys are big, you know, earth movers, and and that's what we need. I just don't think, and it was unfair. We we expected so much out of Green in his rookie year, switching him to a position that he's familiar with, but not his not his best position. I just, from what I've seen, you know, unless hiking the ball really screws him up, which is possible, I guess. I, but from what I've seen, I, I just don't I just don't see him as a starter in NFL. Um, but yeah, absolutely, should he should have the right to to battle for for a spot on the fifty three for sure. But yeah, I just think we need to make major changes, like Kansas City did. We need to make major major changes on that line in the interior, especially. And I don't JC. I love him as a backup, but he's not a starter. You know, um, I think we need we need a good strong, you know, uh, center. So, uh, I would prefer to see somebody proven, but, you know, um, we'll I see. I mean, feel like if you, if you strengthen the rest of the interior line, that Hasnauer could do a job. He, he's not going to blow an up at, at that position. He's not going to impress the world, but I think he's, he's not going to kill you. And I kind of mm. feel like that'd be a good way of saving that first round draft pick. You're going to, you're going to chuck, you know, it, it just, you could, you could save that pick and use it elsewhere. Because Hasnow could do a perfectly, perfectly adequate job at that position, you know. I don't think so. I disagree. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's good enough. I, I've watched him for for years. He's he's a good, serviceable backup. He can get the job done if you need somebody to jump in there for a few games. But to rely on him for the whole season, I, I just don't. I just don't think he's good enough. You know, and not not a slight against him. He's just you know he's just he's not he's not an elite player. He's he's very very average, maybe a little below. It kind of feels like the, the lack of eliteness of the whole line has affected <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that opinion of him. I think if, if you strengthen the line around him, I think he'd uh, I think he'd be all right. 
Well, like I said last, I said a few shows ago, when when he was backing up Marquise Pouncey, no one, you didn't even want to think about Pouncey getting hurt because there was so much of a difference between Pouncey's skill level and Hassenhauer's skill level. So you would, you would, you know, a Pouncey got went down for one game. Everybody was like ready to jump off a bridge because, oh God, we got to start Hassenhauer because there was so much of a difference. But he's better than Green. That shows you how much our center position ha- has diminished over the years. I mean, there's a reason the Steelers have two Hall of Famers at center and, and one future Hall of Famer. It's a very important position to that running game. And he's just, I, you know, he, I just don't, I don't think he's good enough. You know, he's just, he doesn't do enough of what the Steelers need him to do to really have an outstanding running game. I mean, we're 32nd, we're last in the league in running. And it's not Hasenhauer's fault by any means. He was definitely better than Green, but we need someone better, in my opinion. Okay, so obviously the Steelers have already drafted Ty Lindebaum in the heads of, of half these Yinzers. But they've also drafted Kenny Pickett somehow, so, so I'm not quite sure how it's happened. <laughs> Got a whole bunch of first round picks. But if we assume that um, Linda Baum is, isn't going to be there, or we don't. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Um, we, we look. I'm looking at these free agents. Um, now this this could be a place that you go out and splash some cash. Um, yeah. I look at a guy. That, I mean, there's a lot of guys at the top, but but a guy who interests me, and we could nab him right off our rival, uh, Bradley Bozeman. Played four years now for the Ravens. He's 28, probably looking to get paid. Um, I don't know what the Ravens situation is to be fair, how they want to do it, but I quite like him. Anyone that jumps out to you guys on the, on the center list? I like Ryan Jensen a lot. He's, he's 30, Mm -hmm. but you know, offensive linemen play 35, 36, Mm -hmm. 37, even. Um, I like him. He's going to cost you a lot. He's expensive, but I I think he's he's very good center. Yeah. Experience. Like you say. Mm. You like that, Mike? Anyone else? Again, I'm looking down the list of guys I really like coming out of college. <laughs> Nick Nick Martin Nick Martin is at uh, is in Vegas who got drafted by the Texans, and I think he got a big big contract with the Texans. But I mean, over the Kappa report, and he played less than one percent of the snaps. Does that mean he was injured, or we're just not seeing game time? That's a concern. Um, who else available? Billy Price? No, thank you. Um, <laughs> Matt Paradis of the Panthers, but again, he's going to be a bit pricey as well. And, you know, he's 33, so it ticks the box from experience. I'm not overly enamored by this list of centers, if I'm being brutally honest. There's, there's, you know, there's two guys at the top and then, and then there's a, there's a sort of a bunch down below. I can't drag you in on the Bozeman train. Steal him from the Ravens. I mean, it'd be cheap. Seven minutes. Well, I, I, I... I don't know. Over the, I, it's hard for me to project these things. Over the cap suggests that he's worth around six to seven million. I mean, hard to say, right? But uh, I don't know. I quite like that. But, he's either starter. I'm not. I'm not really familiar with. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'd be, I think it's definitely be worth looking into. Flies under the radar a bit, I think, because uh, not obviously not not been a free agent yet. So I think some of these dudes, when they're on the rookie contracts. Um, don't haven't been and paid big money. He's young too. What, like 27, 28, 28. So just just an idea, and then uh, yeah, like you say, otherwise you'd have you'd be having to look in the draft unless you're spending big big money. So yeah, well, that's not it's not bad. Oh, sorry. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, the only other name I was going to throw out only on the basis of age, twenty seven. 
uh, over the cap reckoned an annual of about four and a half and played 83% of the snaps for the Rams. Brian Allen, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you anything about him, but those numbers look positive. Maybe it's something <laughs> to just keep an eye on. <laughs> Gets tough with these interior offensive linemen, right? <laughs> Even for the diehards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We can, we can roll on. So I, I think, like you say, the conclusion here is we need probably one of everything. Um, and the way you go about doing that, we're probably going to have to invest in the draft maybe early at some point and uh, mix in a free agent. with. And, and it's going to depend which way we do it, on the tackle, the guy at the centre. <coughs> one way or another, these positions are going to need to be addressed. Um, so expect big movement on this line, as Mike said, throughout the off-season. Okay, defence. Um, now we can play that same game we played at the start with the PFF grades or we can just dispense with it altogether. What do you think? Rich? Whatever you guys want. This one I think is actually a little bit more, especially at the top, I think is a bit, they're all kind of really starters, so a bit more applicable and probably easy to get. Well, if they're all starters, then it, it might well, be... Uh... minus one. Go on, Rich. Sure. sure let's do it. Oh, okay, the, the, which one do you want to do first? So g- give me the top ones. Give me the... Uh... I think these are easier. Top five? Yeah. Let's go, um, I don't know. If, okay. TJ. Yep. Cam. Yep. One, two. Uh, Minka. Nope. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was in mine. I'm not PFF. They cracked me up. Um, uh, let's go with uh, Witherspoon? Yes, third. Yeah, and then I think it gets a bit harder because it's not as so. Are they are they started? Uh, one has been this year. Highsmith. Nope. Laddermilk. Nope. Adams. Nope. Who's Laddermilk? Wormley. Wormley. There you go. Wormley. Yeah, and then do you want, guess who's fourth? Because you'll never guess it. Melvin Ingram. Uh, <laughs> oh, Melvin. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, I knew you. And then uh, you can guess on bottom five. It's a bit more difficult because really only one of these guys is a is a true starter. But um, you can shoot out a guess each if you want. What for the bottom five? Yeah, are we going down deep down the depth chart? Are we? We, we are a bit. <laughs> UG three. UG three. Nope. Was Sutton on the bottom five? Sutton wasn't. No. Pierre. Uh, no, I'll tell you who's the person who's bottom is ten points below everyone else. <laughs> Devin Bush. Yes, Devin Bush, thirty-two point wow. five grade on the season. Jeez, which wow. is whew, that's sub basement level. And then I, I'll give you the other ones because these are tough. Um, Trey Norwood is fifth from bottom, which surprises me. I feel like he's <clears throat> done, you know done a lot of good. Uh, yeah. Rob Spillane fourth from bottom, Loudermilk third from bottom, and Gav's boy Mondo. Fourth from bottom. So, uh, not, yeah, I feel like, you know, PFF, not a huge fan uh, of our defense on the whole sometimes outside of TJ and Cam. And even TJ, they want to put behind Garrett, so. And Cam, they want to put behind uh, Donald, but that's probably fair enough. Okay, defensive line. This is a mess, man. I mean, more than any, not, not in terms of the quality, but just in terms of just the number of guys and just they're all over the place. Um, so the guys I have written down in terms of who we have right now, because I think it helps just to, to clarify this. We got obviously Cam Hayward, um, Chris Wormley started all season. And then we've got uh, Mondu Adams obviously came in at the end of the year. 
Archie Bong <coughs> and Carlos Davis are still hanging around at the bottom of the roster in the practice squad area. Uh, have played kind of a couple of snaps of the season. Free agent wise, Adams is a UFA. He's talked that he wants to stay with us. That shouldn't be too difficult if we want to do it. Bugs was caught a couple of weeks ago. And then for cut candidates, I put down um, Mondu, Davis, I think are both cut candidates. And Wormley had a good season this year. He had seven sacks. Um, I don't think he would be cut, but I think that, you know, I had to include him as an option because I know Gav loves to talk about Wormley being cut. So I didn't want him to feel left out. Uh, how do you feel about this position as a whole? Um, Dave, I'll start with you this time. How do you feel about this position as a whole? Who would you like to... Is there any of those guys that you would want to cut and get rid of? And, and how do you feel about filling it in? I kind of feel bad getting rid of Wormley after his season. But at the same time, I've not been highly sold on the guy. I'm not saying high on him, but when you you see the contributions he's made this season, I've been impressed with him, you know? Um, the only sort of real thing that I'm a bit unsure about, and it's a very much an unknown, is whether Tuart's going to be back. That's the question. Um, I mean, I've even seen reports that he sold his house in Pittsburgh today. I don't know how true that is. So read into that what you will. But like, Aaron Wilson again. <laughs> it's that guy he's <laughs> popping up all these little stories he's probably got a story on me somewhere but um but now that's that's the unknown and if you and if um you know hope and pray that, that he's gonna find his I mean, it's a it's a mental thing right he's, he's got to find get you know go through the whole grieving process and get himself back in the mindset to want to play football again and is he going to be able to do that? No one knows. There's no amount of training and stuff that can do that. If he decides that at some point that, no, I'm done, well, that's going to leave us in a, a pretty tough situation on this line. Um, I mean, it's, it's still a good line. You know, it's not, I'm not, I, even without him there, it's still a good line. It's just, it's just I, mean, I was to saying, top heavy, right? With calm and Yeah. Then. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I, I think our problem is his line when it comes to, stopping the run it comes down to the linebacking position which i think we'll get to later but i i feel pretty good about the line but the the biggest thing is to it and if he goes replacing him i don't think you go to the draft in that i think you go to free agency and there's there's, there's guys around there that i think you'd um you'd look to necessarily as a straight feeling you know doing what to it does but i think there's guys that can do a job similar to him you know i think as well as that because yeah i agree i mean a to it it's starting to look like maybe we need to at least plan for what what, what life yeah. after two is going to be. And um, I, I also think that it would be helpful to, I know Adams is there and we're going to see, I, I would like a big nose tackle. I've been saying this for, for a couple of years now. Alu Alu is uh, supposedly coming back for a year, which is great, uh, but I still think a plan needs to be in place if he's not ready to go, if he gets injured again, if he just, you know, is slowed down a little bit with his age. Um, I would like a plan in place, and maybe that's that's a draft pick. I feel like there's always a nose tackle I fall in love with in later rounds as well. So, so maybe that's the way I'd go there. But um, yeah, Rich, anyone that jumps out to you, or Mike, anyone that jumps out to you on the uh, well, defense, sorry. <clears throat> well, you know what's interesting? Did you guys see Bucky Brooks his mock draft? No, I haven't seen it yet. He he had the Steelers taking Trevon Walker from Georgia, and if you guys watched the NCAA championship game, that guy's a beast. I, I tell you, it's it's not a bad idea because I think he, this guy would make a huge difference in our in our run uh, stopping the run. Like, think about this for a second. Casey Hampton was a a fantastic nose tackle. He got overshadowed by the guy in uh, Baltimore his whole career. What's I can't remember his name right now. Um, Hello, Dinata. 
Helodinata. Thank you, Mike. Because uh, Helodinata is, you know, Hall of Fame level. But Casey Hampton's right there. He's right there with him. But he just didn't, he just seemed to get overshadowed by him. The guy was fantastic. It, I, I, listen to this stat. The year, the, Casey Hampton's last year was 2012. We were second against the run in 2012. When Casey Hampton retired the following year, we were 21st. Like that position in a three, four is huge against the run. And if you're mobile and big, uh, uh, we need a big, big guy that can, that is mobile and that's hard to find, right? That is, that's huge. And that's what this guy is. This guy could be another Casey Hampton and, and that would go a long, long way in making us better against the run than 32nd. Cause that's what we were, you know, and you know, one thing that I heard, um, uh, I heard what's his name uh, say in his in what in, in, in an interview was he thought that you know they losing a a a lot of a jeez oh, Tyson a lot a Lulu right is that it I'll get it I'll get it eventually yeah Lulu losing him and to it was probably the biggest factor. No, our inside linebackers mm-hmm. aren't that good. But the, you know that's our first line of defense, and usually that's a lot stronger. And 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 I agree, it's something that I could definitely see. So, yeah, I think, man, I, I think going that direction with that, if that guy's there, I don't think he'll be there. I think he's going to be gone before the Steelers draft. But it makes you, it just you know, you, you when you hear those stats about Casey Hampton, you know, it, it really makes you think. Wow, we. We could use somebody that's, you know, elite there. Alulu's great. He's a good, good, good player, but he's not elite player. You know, I like him as a starter, but if we can get someone that is that elite player there, that's going to be huge for our run defense. And you'd rather target that in the draft? No, it depends how the draft goes. If that guy's there, I would definitely consider drafting him for sure. Have you guys got to see him play? No, not yet. It's fantastic. I mean, he's just that that Georgia defense was great, but he was like the linchpin of that defense. And that's why I don't think he's going to make it to 20. But, you know, I would consider him if he's there for sure. Cool. Yeah, I don't hate it if the value is there. I mean, I've always loved having a, a, an ultra strong defensive line, right? When we had Javon Hargrave and Tua and Cam Hayward, that, that's a fun position to be dominant at, right? So, um, yeah, I'm all for that. Mike, anyone uh, jump out to you, be it free agency or the draft even? I, I've not looked at D-line yet in the draft, but yeah, I've heard about Wyatt and Jordan Davis, his teammate of Georgia, those who got the, those who dominated up front. I think, um, I think looking at linebacker as saying we need a, I know we'll go on to that in a second, but saying we need a new linebacker to help stop the run is a bit like saying what we did with the draft. And if those who want to criticize the Steelers saying, well, how are you going to help the Steelers in the run game? We'll draft a running back. Well, the O-line is still shite. So, yeah. yes, that's a benefit, totally, but there are still, there's still a red flag. And I think that that would be the same if we prioritised a run-stopping linebacker. Yes, that will help us against Rundy, but we still have a big issue up front. Um, if Tyson does come back, that's brilliant, but he is a 34-year-old coming off a, a season-long injury. How quick is it going to be for him to get back to, back up to a, you know, any sort of decent level? Um in terms of guys on free agency, um, on the cheap, potentially Bilal Nichols of the Bears, played 64% of the snaps and 
finished the last two seasons as an interior defensive lineman, eight sacks, 12 tackles for loss, mm. over the cap reckon a year, uh, a yearly salary of a six and a half mil. Um, you know, his he, salary is nothing. He was a fifth round draft pick. Yeah. So, but I, I've heard relatively good things about the Bears' D-line. So if he was a linchpin part of that, I would be very interested in, in investigating that a little bit further for a, well, well, speak, for not too much of a salary spend. Speaking of the Bears' offensive line, the first thing I read today on the defensive line was someone clamouring for us to sign Akeem Hicks, um, who's getting up there in age, and he's also very expensive. So Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> but... Uh, that was the uh, the first thing. Maybe, maybe you'd be uh, cheap now. Except a one-year I'm, deal. I'm so assuming the Browns are going to be re-signing Clowney, are they? That, that, is that on the cards? Oh, who knows the Clowney bounces around like a pinball machine. Mm. Yeah. A two, a two it is going to be key in all of this. And, and yeah, it really is. Yeah. I, know we, I know we discussed it last week. If it is... The combination of everything that's happened in his personal life, you know, that that's horrible. Um, I think from the, you know, the franchise and you know, look, not looking at us as, as as fans, but the franchise probably have to make a make a decision. And and I I've not heard anything about whether they've been speaking to him about him or or anything. It's just gone totally hush hush for eight or nine months now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... What's going to happen with Tuit? Sadly, it's it's a shame, man, because he's such a great, such a great player. Um, and it, it's just a shame when these guys like you just don't know. I mean, obviously, we could, you know what happened is is awful and uh, unexpected, so you just never know. But we didn't, you know, it's not even like he, we knew he was going to be a free free agent. And that was his last game or whatever. And if we don't see him again, it's just just a shame. You just think of the the missed opportunity, and just from a logistical standpoint, it just adds another position right to that that position of need situation, which is already stacking up mm. on us and. Like I say, this this free agency classic gets difficult with the the defensive line because, as Rich said, playing a three four, we're not the most attractive team to a lot of people. Um, so it can be tough, and that's why you sometimes got to go out there and get get these guys in the draft. So, um, we can roll on to the linebackers if you want. Anyone else jump out in free agency twenty one, or are we alright to to roll on? I don't think so. No. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll do. We're talking about run D, so we'll do. We'll do middle linebacker before we uh, we do outside. Uh, need for this one, I just put all of them. I, I made my case last week that I, <laughs> I kind of just want to cut everybody who plays this position. Um, we got Joe Schober, obviously signed last year. I think he's very cuttable. Mike said last week, um, second most tackles on the team. So you know, although you wouldn't have known it, Devin Bush still still going to be here, but I'd rather just not see him anymore. Rob Spillane, probably seen the back of him. Max Allen can stick around as, as a depth piece. UG3 hanging around as well. Um, and then obviously we've got Buddy Johnson, who played six defensive snaps this year, the rookie. Kind of concerned. I didn't really think about it until now, but kind of concerned that he didn't see more of the field given this position's um, difficulties through the season. And uh, Tegre Scales, who played four special team snaps, hangs around on the roster. So, um, th- we could really go a lot of ways with this. Um I feel like this is a position you could draft and hit free agency in if you wanted to. Um, Mike, have you got you got a preference? We'll go. I, I, in fact, do you know what, Mike? You know, sorry, I'm going to jump in front because I want to take over this. Leighton Van Der Esch. Yes, that's me banging the table. Yes, please. Leighton Van Der Esch. I bang the table to draft this guy. He's kind of I don't know how would you describe Leighton Van Der Esch. Kind of a middling career in the Cowboys. He's had he's had ups. He's had downs. He had some injuries. 
Um, I think this guy has always played like a stealer. I think he would be a, the perfect guy to come in and play the run. Um, mm-hmm. but I think you get him at a reasonable contract. It's not. I think he's going to get. I think he's going to garner some interest. Um, but but he's there. Um, what do you think of that, Mike? Do you like that? Dave's Dave screaming yes. Yeah, so I'm assuming he does. Yes, I love it. I, I had that written down on my list. I actually took my pen out to write that one down. I, I love that. I'd, I'd be banging the table to get him on free agency. I love the guy. Yes, I'd wind him around. Uh, yeah, you on board, Mike? Yeah, he's not going to cost too much. Probably five, six, seven million a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, maybe seven's a bit rich. Um, Spillane, Spillane, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I'm happy for him to be gone. So we need to bring in. Some, uh, bring someone else in. Um, I would Bush keep. I think with Schauber, I'd be frustrated if we cut him. I think we'd save about eight million if we cut him, but I'd just be frustrated that we use the draft pick and and he's hardly been in the team, and it just feels like uh, a complete waste. Um, but we need to bring we need to bring someone else in. So, Van der Esch for a bit of competition, a, bit of fen- a healthy competition. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, forget think- competition. Fuck Schauber, he's out. Van der Esch, twenty twenty two. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Mike. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm not, not too many complaints. Um, what, what, what do you think of that, Rich? I'm waiting for someone to rain on our parade. Me and Dave partying over here. Oh, I, I love Van Der Esch. Oh, I always okay. have. I, I'm with you. I wanted the Steelers to draft him, but I'm pretty sure there's Cowboys drafted before yeah, us they, that yeah, year. Because yeah. I think I think they probably would have drafted him to be honest with you if he was there. Yeah, I like the guy a lot. Um, and I I would cut Schober. I understand, Mike. Yeah, it, it sucks. We 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 use a traffic in that in that situation, but I think we got to cut our losses with him. He's he's not what we had hoped he would be. It's going to save a lot of money on the cap that we could use to sign some quality players. I, I, I would do it. I like the guy. I think he's I think he's he's a really smart player, but um, he just he just isn't what we had hoped he was going to be. Uh, and you know who else I like? I like Jayon Brown from Tennessee. He's a three. He's a three um, down linebacker, which you know it's, it's kind of hard to find these days. And I think he's fairly young. Um, what is he like? Let's see. I've got him at twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah, twenty almost twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like the guy a lot. I think um, and I don't think he would cost us a mint. What do you What do you guys think? Like five six mil or something like that. Um, I would definitely consider him as well. I mean, we're looking for another Vince Williams. It feels like, right? We need a guy who's um, reacting fast to the run and stopping stopping the run, playing tough. I mean, I, I like Christian Kirksey. Hmm. Um, he, I mean, he was on three mil last year. I don't know what he's going to be asking for right now. I mean, he was a high pick, right? Um, when he was drafted, was he a first rounder? I can't remember now. He was a third uh, rounder. Third, third. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, he, he's a sort of a tough, tough, uh, tough linebacker in that sort of Vince Williams mold. It, at least it feels that way to me. That he's um, because he's he's had a bit of a down, a, a couple of down seasons. I, I I I think he could do a job. I think he could fill in that Vince Williams role pretty nicely. But it depends how much you want to spend on that on that position you could uh i mean look how the uh the show that um trade worked out could you would they want to do that again or would they want to go to the draft for this um i, I to, to, to me 
inside linebacker is in the top two in terms of priority mm-hmm. for me anyway i don't know i don't think anyone else agrees on that but for me that's top priority because especially considering how bush has shown himself to maybe be entirely a bust you need something to really shore up that 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 area of the of the defense i think it's you, you could um you could spend money and it'd be it'd be worthwhile if you on on the right guy, you know. Yeah. And I think I think Coatsy could be the guy. And, and it's not <clears> a super expensive position either. That's the other thing. I think this is a position where you can gain a lot of value by spending mm-hmm. relatively little. And I think you can also it doesn't preclude you from drafting high if, if the right guy falls to you if you sign guys in free agency here because the the kind of guys I'm looking at. I mean, because another guy to to think about. Um, speaking of the Titans, is is Rashan Evans. Who was originally I really liked as that kind of sideline to sideline mm. guy. Now it's not panned out. I don't think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that the Titans have uh, been over the moon with Evans. But I liked a lot of what I saw from him coming out. Maybe being overconfident in my own evaluation back in the day. But um, I liked him. I, you know, he was a guy that I would have loved for us to draft at the time as well. But but just guys like him and Van Der Esch that maybe looking for a second chance in a new home. Mm. Um, that you could maybe you know get some of that pedigree from. The Steelers love doing that, right? Pedigree guys that have either on the downswing or, or off a bounce here or something like that. Um, you could sign them relatively cheap, both those guys. Um, Jalen Reeves, Mobin and the Lions, I don't hate. Uh, Gav deigned to send us some information on this one. He said, pretty poor inside linebacker group in free agency. Pick of the lot would be Leighton Van Der Esch. Thank you, Gav. Uh, otherwise, Kazia White is his other one that he that he would like. So, mm, Chargers. Yeah. Um, I think this is a position that we have to hit in free agency. What are you saying, Mike? Another team that had uh, an issue stopping the run. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what player I'd like? And, and granted, I've not seen any of them this season. But sorry, Rich, the lads at PFF seem to be raving about Uh-oh. Devondre Campbell at the Packers. Um, ninety-one point six percent of the snaps played this year, and he's currently on a deal worth two million. Now, I know a lot of teams use PFF for the data analytics, so they'll probably see that, and that'll probably bump up his value. Um, but if it doesn't, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have too much of an issue with that. Given the fact that we're going to be saving the good to eight million quid from Schaubert if the decision is to come. Whoa! Have you seen the over the uh, over the cap valuation for him? Is it high? Fifteen million. <laughs> oh Jesus! That's insane. That can't be right. Let me, cl- Let me just close that window. That cannot be surely. Wow, he must have got some PFF ratings. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I think I think he was the highest rated linebacker. Right. Okay. All season. Wow. But yeah, if it's fifty, if it's fifteen million beans now, you're already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be slightly out of our price range. Um, okay, doc, cool. Well, I think there is a lot of options there. At least is what I'm saying in that second round of free agency, which the Steelers are always hovering around. So I would be shocked if we did not bring someone in in that in that area. Um. Any luck on the draft on this yet, Mike? Oh, he's still looking. I haven't even touched that side of the ball yet. Okay. Only looked at offense so far. Cool, no problem. Uh, okay, let's roll on then. Uh, conclusion there is just just bring guys in, wherever they come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, cornerback, we'll go to... Oh, actually, no, sorry. I, I missed outside linebacker, didn't I? I think this is this is one of those positions that's a little bit more set, at least at the front. Obviously, we've got TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith set as the starters, um, got rid of Melvin Ingram because Highsmith wasn't going to be de- dethroned. Um if there is a need, I think it's just competition for those third and fourth outside linebacker spots. Obviously, we ran with Tusker and Charlton at the back end of the season. Um, you know, I, I don't hate those guys to, this, to the point where I wouldn't be too upset if they stick around. 
Um, Tackle Charlton is a free agent. Uh, but you could look at improving that position there, right? I don't know that there's a great deal on the free agency market I'd want to do, but if you wanted to add a draft guy there, right? I don't know. Um, any thoughts of a free agent there, or is that just, just too much of a, a luxury? I don't I don't think it's needed, um, really. I, I, you know, again, we'll see, see how it pans out, and if there's somebody they can grab cheap to come in, then they'd go ahead and do it. But I wouldn't. I don't think it's much of a need uh, at all. Yeah. yeah, might be an easy one. That any arguments there, or anyone no. you want anyone anyone wants to talk no. about? No, no, I don't. I don't think we need to spend too much on that position. Okay, cool. You happy with the? Uh, Resigning tackle Charlton, mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mike Rich. Yeah, hey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, rolling on to cornerbacks, big position of need, of course. Um, need as many as competent corners as we can get, I think. Uh, obviously, a lot of free agents rolling around here. We got Joe Hayden as a, a, a UFA. Gav says he would resign him a four to six team friendly deal if he can get it. Arthur Marlette is a UFA. Um, Gav would re-sign him as well. And Akilah Witherspoon, also a UFA. Gav would, would re-sign him as well. Um, Gav just handed out money, left, right and centre. Uh, so we ran most of the year with Akilah Witherspoon at the back end. Obviously looked the most impressive. I think we've all agreed that we would we would love to get him re-signed. Although, you know, I don't know what his market's going to be like. It does worry me a little bit. Joe Hayden, obviously, on the, on the way out perhaps, unless we can get a team-friendly deal, but he's looking to slow up. Um, and then you got the, the kind of the bit part guys. you got Mollet, Norwood, and Pierre, who, who, who played um, little bits, either played in the slot or, uh, sorry, on the nickel, or um, rotated throughout the season. And then uh, Justin Lane, who only played 28 defensive snaps and 50% of the special team snaps. I think he's he's got to be on his way out now. Um, this, to me, has to be a, a free agency Signing area, you worry about the Steelers drafting cornerbacks. They they can't seem to do it. Uh, Mike, you posed the question on the Discord earlier this week. Um, in fact, I'll let you lay it out here if you want. And we can have that conversation. Quickly, try and, quickly, quickly Sorry, trying to remember what I said. <laughs> Don't you want? Um, no, it was it was yeah the free agent targets. Where, where are we where are we going to go? Because as you say, so I don't trust us to draft a decent corner. I did. I did have a look through some of the corners we drafted over the last sort of six, seven, eight years, and it's it's not a great list, lads. Um, so I think I think free agency is a priority. I'd I'd bring back Witherspoon. Yeah. Um, I would t- I would target at least and another corner on top of that. Um, I think it's someone like a JC Jackson. I'd love to sign, but he's going to be too much. It's going to be so expensive. Yeah. It, 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 I suppose it it just depends. The the issue we've got is the high profile guys are older. Patrick Peterson, Chris Harris, Kyle Fuller, Joe Hayden, Stefan Gilmore, um, Jason Ferret, old but always injured. Um, Casey Hayward has had a good year with the Raiders, but Jimmy Smith again, another another round. <laughs> Stephen Nelson's back on the market apparently. Well, that was, um, that was one of Gav's things. He said uh, bring really? back Nelson for seven millish. <laughs> yeah, but the, the relationship didn't really end very well um, between Nelson and Steelers, so I can't I can't see that. Um, but either way, we need to target two: Witherspoon and one other. Um, Javarius Ward from the Chiefs, I'd consider. Relatively cheap as well, I think. But corner is such an important position. If we're going to get Witherspoon on a fairly team-friendly deal, I'm content enough spending a few extra quid on a a talented, talented corner. Just because the the depth issue we've got is is pretty dramatic. 
it's so tough though, as you say, that those those guys on the higher end deals in this free agency class are, are the older dudes, and I am wary about signing an older corner. It's one of those. It's not one of the positions I'm as comfortable with. You know, Joe Hayden's 33, and and we starting to talk about him slowing up, and the other guys in this list are 31, 32, 33. So. I got a guy who's 25 and was the best corner on his team. Hit me. And I, I would give this guy what he wants. Carlton Davis from the Buccaneers. It's funny, oh. it's funny you say that. That's exactly who Gav wants. He says, Carlton Davis on the Joe Hayden current deal, 17 millish. 17? Yeah. It seems a lot, Tw- but... <laughs> Sorry, Rich, go on. Yeah, I mean, the guys, he's 25. He's going to be your... He'll be your starter for the next five or six years. Yeah. Easy. Um, I would I would give this guy – I'd throw the bank at him. Yeah, I'm all on board with it because yeah, that's what we need, right? We need a guy – because Killer Witherspoon, you saw it a little bit at San Francisco. and we I want a guy with decent starting experience, which he has, um, the ability to be a lockdown corner on one side of the field. Yeah, I like it. As soon as Gav said it, I was I was, uh, I was was keen. Um, because the yeah, top, the top on of this list there. isn't great, yeah. Um, we could go Dante Johnson, have Deontay and Dante Johnson. That would be uh, confusing. <laughs> uh, or for some, for some, <laughs> for some added value, we could always bring in Eli Apple, whose mother's uh, doing some great work. I hear. What's oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's this? <laughs> uh, just, 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 Dave, just don't. Your innocent mind does not need to search Eli Apple's mum on Twitter. Just don't do it. Um, oh, jeez. Wow. Has she got an OnlyFans or something? What's going on? No, no. She, no, she ain't even charging for this content, Dave. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'll Google that later. <laughs> Eli Apple's funny, man. Like He's just on there. He's talking crap. He's in. He's literally in the playoffs right now, and he's on Twitter just talking shit on the Saints. and. Uh, I remember when he came out, his mum was crazy, right? I, I remember talking about that uh, when he was a draftee. And here we are, all these years later, still talking about it. Um, yeah, I like the Carlton Davis pick. I'm just I'm just taking a look through some of these other names, see if anyone jumps out to me. Uh, see if there's anyone who want to bring in cheap. Maybe he's a depth piece. Vernon Hargreaves has been disappointing, right? But he's a UFA, high pedigree. Guy like... Um, just don't give me Kevin King. Just don't sign Kevin King. That's all I want. No. Hmm. Stefan Gilmore's a free agent again, but getting old. This is like, like, like you guys have said. It, it's it's the age. The age you go for the sort of top guys, and they're all around that thirty plus or thirty one plus mark. And then you, yeah. you start thinking, well, if I'm doing that, I might as well keep Joe Hayden around for another year. Yeah. But um, I'd, I'd be on board with Gavi. That I think uh, eat some humble pie, get a marriage counselor in, and see if we can get Stephen Nelson back. I'd be on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine with that. Uh, I think someone suggested Mike Hughes of the Chiefs. 25? That was also me. <laughs> was that you? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Apologies. Okay. Roll on. Safety. Um, this is an interesting one because we've got, obviously, Edmonds is a UFA. Killebrew, who's mainly a special teams guy, is a UFA, but he's really only depth at safety. I mentioned Norwood in the cornerback. He's kind of been playing that, that hybrid role as well, so that's why we've only got the three. Um now, I think we should re-sign Edmonds, but it's getting to the point where we've said we should re-sign a lot of people, so someone's going to have to not make the cut. I do think Edmonds, you know, guys have disagreed with me, I think he's going to be kind of attractive in free agency to, to certain kind of teams. Um, 
Not that he's going to command loads if we want to keep him. I'm sure he can, but it's just, uh, you know, where do we draw that line? Uh, Tomlin wasn't effusive with his praise. And if Edmonds does go, um, you know, there's no depth behind him at all. So someone's got to come in, whether that's a, a draftee, a free agent, a trade. Um, but this safety market, I don't love it. Um, if we can just sign Terrell Edmonds and just go on as we have been doing, that's what I would prefer to do. Does, uh, does anyone disagree? Nope. Nope, I didn't think anyone would. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I would like to sign, re-sign Killer as well, just from a special teams perspective. I'm sure he'd be dirt cheap. But yeah, the only names on here that are of any interest to me, like Keanu Neal, um, Quandre Diggs, through yeah anyone anyone jump out to you mike um one name but for a sort of a completely different reason in terms of i don't envision that we're going to pick him up Hmm. um i think our priority for safety is sign minka Hmm. because i would imagine jesse bates is a free agent i imagine the bengals keep him and i imagine if jesse bates gets a deal minka's uh Mink oh, is going to yeah. turn around and say, I want more than him. Yeah, I would rather get in there now. Um, mm. In the same way I mentioned with DJ, I'd rather just get that in now. I mean, Mink is 10, mil, 10 and a half on the cap this year. Excuse me, next year. Um, I'd want to lock him up. I, w- I would rather do that over prioritizing Edmonds than signing Edmonds to whatever deal we signed to him and then potentially leaving the Mink issue outstanding. Yeah. I just don't want to get burned by a good Jesse Bates is a great player. Don't get me wrong, and I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to unnecessarily hammer us financially for the sole reason of we didn't act quick enough. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. We yeah, we because we know we want to sign uh, Fitzpatrick for a long-term deal anyway, right? So this is not like the DJ situation where there's like doubt, you know. Creeping doubts in the back of our mind, yeah. so so let's get this uh, let's get this sealed up. That should be the first priority in the offseason. I agree, but um, I, I think I think Edmonds deserves. I think he's had a, he, he's had a much much improved year. I again I mentioned last week. There's a horrible picture of me the second we drafted him because I was not pleased. Um, but he has really grown on me the last twelve months. He's he has improved, so I I wouldn't have too much of an issue resigning him. But as you say, so we're getting to the point now where we signed everyone. Yeah. Except for except for middle <laughs> linebackers. Well, this has always been the concern, right? Because we've been talking about this year where we're going to have loads of cap space, but we also don't have any players. So, like, <laughs> there's a lot of these guys hitting free agency that people are saying we want to re-sign. Uh, you know, the infinite money tree ain't going to last forever. Can I just quickly also name a player that I propose we cut that would save us nearly three million quid that we haven't mm-hmm. mentioned? Okay. Derek Waugh, see you later. <laughs> I, Mike, how could you say that to our highest rated offensive player? <laughs> <laughs> well, we salute you, Derek. Yeah. Yeah, well, three million. Yeah, he's on that Zach Banner train, right? It's just stealing money, but um, I don't know, man. I, I kind of just wish we'd find a way to use him, to be honest. But Yeah, I'm, I'm all for having a... I, I, Having a fullback, and but if you have a fullback, you got to have him having a role on this team. And I mean, it, right, he carried the ball what twice, caught a pass, blocked a few times, but he's not done a whole lot, has he? He's not not earning his. What was it you said he's earning? Um, oh, the cap hit is about two point seven five mil. Is he has he done two point seven five mil worth of work this season? No, <sighs> not really. But it, you know, it just goes to that chat about. 
trying to trying to free up space. Apologies for sending us all the way back to a to a fullback when we're on, on on safeties, but it just goes back to trying to trying to monitor that cap situation because we have got players to resign. I think Mink is a Mink is top priority on that, and Edmonds I wouldn't have an issue in in, in giving him a new day. I think he deserves it, but I could very easily see him go because it, as you said, so we we've, we've got to let someone go. Yeah, and I could I could just see him being the sort of player where we don't want to you know we don't want to say to him oh well we're not going to we're not going to do the 50 year option and then you have a good year and then come back and say actually how about a new contract mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very within his right to say no Sodges I'm going off to earn a fortune on in free agency and I wouldn't blame him yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'm with you uh, Derek Watt probably not it's a luxury isn't it right and uh, probably not one that we can afford with the number of needs on this team. So you can, uh, if we if we want a full back, it doesn't feel like we really use one anymore. But if you want one, you can uh, you can have one at the minimum. Uh, don't need to be spending three million on it. Uh, Gav did say on the safeties, uh, Marcus May on a one year deal. Ronnie Harrison plays like a stealer against the run. And then of course he had to say Bates would be the dream ticket, but can't see him getting out since he. Uh, I agree with that. He'll be franchise tag, I imagine. Um, any of those names? Marcus May on a one-year deal. Ronnie Harrison plays like a stealer against the run. Can't say I've seen a great deal of them, to be honest. So I'll take uh, I'll take Gav's word for it. Marcus uh, Marcus May on ten million a year right now, twenty nine. Uh, Ronnie Harrison can't see right now on a quick scan, so I'm not sure. Sorry, Gav. Wish Gav was here to tell you more. <laughs> he's out there on a the lake holding that giant piece of equipment he sent us well that sounded ooh uh. um, speaking of which Dion Bush no um, actually he's not he's not, a, he's not a bad safety actually for the Bears um, th- th- there's a few safeties out there but it's it's picking the right it's going to sound so fucking obvious but picking the right one because there's a quite a few by the looks of it who are who are available and who have had decent you know, some stints of decent play. Mm. Eric Harris has had a run at the Falcons where it's been decent. Anthony Harris, the Eagles. Uh, Kareem Jackson, same, the Broncos. Um, Devin McCourty, he's got to be 50 years old now, isn't he? Um, yeah, there's a few, a few dotted around, which um, which we could look at. But again, it's going to be that second, third tier of safeties coming up. The Seals are a second and third tier team. No, 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 that, no, no, don't clip that. you know what i meant (laughs) they don't uh they don't operate in the first tier of agency very very rarely right this is they like to to skive around and find some deals and i don't see that changing unless they go in for the offensive lineman big um i i don't see that there's another position that we're gonna really hammer the the kind of the 12 to 15 million dollar contract right um Okay, cool. That's so that's the defense. Um, we'll just give some love to special teams very quickly before we rock on. Chris Boswell, obviously, thirty-six for forty on field goals this year, ninety percent with a longer fifty-six, twenty of seven for extra points. Chris Boswell, the dream. Thankful we don't have to think about that position. Position we do need to think about. People have been asking for punting corner where we are right now. Obviously, Presley Harvin is is the go ahead with Waitman being signed by the Broncos when we. Uh, and we foolishly dropped him. Uh, should have had two punters in that game, Dave. Uh, 
Well, I was going to make a proposal, actually. Okay. Since since you're so keen on taking two punters, like every team in the NFL no, does, no. you know, um, Jordan Berry is a uh, is a free agent. Oh, hello. So, I'm not saying swap him out. I'm not saying get rid of Presley, give him the chance. But Presley Harvin did his best punting while Jordan Berry was on the roster. <laughs> So maybe we could hire Jordan Berry just to stand on the sidelines and glare at him for a bit while he's punting. That's good just, idea. just to like give him that bit of pep, that bit of oh, I could, my job could be on the line here. That could be swapped out for this Australian guy, you know. Just sort of, you know, just you know, somewhat to keep him on on the level, you know. Well, that's a great idea, but I think we could probably do that without using a roster spot, right? We could talk to Jordan Berry and say, "Listen, we're not going to hire you as a player. We're going to hire <laughs> you him as... on the phone. Well, we're going to hire you as defensive coordinator, right? Because that, that guy doesn't do anything anyway. So we're going to just stand you here with the sheet. <laughs> Here's a hat and a microphone, <laughs> <laughs> and you can just glare at. The... And then you know, presently tell Presley Harvin, "Listen, we know that Jordan Berry is a defensive coordinator inexplicably now, but we will sign him as a punter if if you don't do a good enough job." <laughs> I think I, I could get on board. I, I like that idea. I this, think that's a, it frees up, you know, it, two birds with one stone. It's great when a plan comes together, Dave. I like that. Um, <laughs> the, can, can anyone else name the second punter on our roster right now? Um, don't Google it, Dave. Don't do it. Um, wait, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the tumbleweed is flowing across the screen. There's probably there's someone shouting it at the... Into the air right now. I, I was um, hoping someone would get it because I got no chance of pronouncing his name. Uh, Cameron Nizialik. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that's on the tip of my tongue. Is the only challenge to Presley <laughs> Harvin as of right now. He's on a futures contract, and he'd been in. He's been in like kind of like Waitman has been, not quite as much, but he's been yeah. um, knocking around on the practice squad and stuff as the as the second punter for a while. So uh, he's out there. He actually has. He he punted for the Falcons a little bit this year at the start of the season. Um, had had a better punting average than than Presley Harvin does this year. So. Mm. Mm. Take from that what you will. Okay, and then the very last thing, uh, Kate Returner. I just wanted to touch this because there's a chance that McLeod doesn't come back. Um, yeah. Mac- McLeod averaged 22.2 yards on kick returns and uh, 9.7 yards on punt returns this year. Um, and then we don't really like McFarlane tried three kick returns and Sutton tried two punt returns and that's it. So we haven't got a lot of return sort of pedigree on this roster if Ray Ray does leave. So I don't know. I just wonder if anyone had any thoughts on what we might do if he did leave. But obviously, if Ray Ray sticks around, he'll be keeping that job. I mean, is there anyone looking for a Ray Ray McLeod right now? I I got a feeling even if he did sort of test the test the market, um, I don't think he, anyone's going to be. He gets a snappy. It's not like he's a, he's not like he's a, a returner who's regularly getting, you know, into the opponent's half of the field. He's not. He's not crossing fifty fifty yard line repeatedly. He's not that kind of returner. I mean, he does. He's he's steady. You know, he'll pick. He'll get you a half decent field position. But he's not going to be. He's not scaring. Uh, you know, special teams coordinators every every week. I don't think. I think I think he'll stick around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think his value is probably higher to us than it is to other teams, right? Yeah. Um, and this, yeah. this this brain trust seems to like him. So, uh, yeah, I agree. He'll probably stick around. Um, oh, and, and some love to our long snapper, Christian Kuntz. 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 Don't, 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 don't mispronounce Careful. that one, guys. You'll get in trouble. <laughs> get cancelled. <laughs> um, I did, I did try and proclaim a few... Uh, proclaim? That's a weird word. It didn't even fit. I did try and uh, get some... 
uh, comments from, from from the listenership out there, um, and some good friends sent in what they thought. So, uh, old uh, director of international development and and scorekeeping, Kets, says uh, he has our needs as follows. See if we agree with this. I'm sure I'm sure we will. Inside linebacker, top yet yeah, O line second, wide receiver particularly if Juju leaves, cornerback slash strong safety. Might put that above wide receiver. Although I'm not sure if you. I'm assuming you're ranking these cats, but I apologize if not. QB obs, D line interior, punting corner review. We've done that. We've done that. And then can we also salute Miles Killebrew's impact this year? Definitely, man. Definitely. Miles Killebrew been great on special teams this year. I'd, I'd hate to lose him on special teams. Um, sneaky great signing. Has uh, he missed anything there? Inside linebacker, all line, wide receiver, cornerback, strong safety, QB, D line. Oh, is that it? Jeez. Um, that's some shop in this right yeah maybe shove a fullback on there that's cheaper than Derek Watt and I think you got your list Kets well done um, Glenn, <laughs> Glenn Jones sent in uh, what the others uh, for me other than the franchise QB um, definitely need a nasty centre that will anchor that line for years to come yeah that's, that's exactly what Richard's been saying make that whole damn unit more cohesive and effective filled by a tumper copyright Mike F um, mid, middle linebacker a speedy wide receiver and a competent cornerback would be nice um, and if two it isn't bad, we're going to need a D line too. So it sounds like guys, what you want is every position. <laughs> I'd like a whole team, please. <laughs> uh, and then our OW Steel City Forty Three sent in. Um, I think we need to look at personnel who might not be who might be going out the door, and whether we need to resign them. So he says that contracts that we need to consider, right? Consider releasing Banner. Yeah, we agree. Showbert. Yeah, I agree. To it, I think is is you know a victim of circumstance. Haig. He said Haig. What do you think? I, stick, um, I don't think Hague as a depth piece has been fine this year, right? <coughs> I don't know what his contract's two, like. 2.6 million if we cut him before June 1st. No, sorry, Joe Hague, you're gone. Oh, wow. Okay, fair enough. Good shout, Still City. I didn't even didn't even see that. So, okay, good good shout. Players to re-sign. Witherspoon, yeah. Juju, yeah, if we can do it. Edmonds, yeah. Killebrew, yeah. Players to consider re-signing. Hayden, Chucks, Mollett, Haskins, Turner... Trey Turner, man. What do we, Mike? Do you know what we'll say if we, if if Turner goes? Uh, nothing, right? He's a free agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be. I'm not over the moon about signing Trey Turner. Surprised he was only 28. No. I thought he was older than that. Yeah, he, he um he looks and talks like an older guy, right? And moves like an older guy. <laughs> moves like an older guy too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, Spillane. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be letting him walk, to be honest. Yeah. Hassenauer, I'd quite like to, to keep around as the backup, as as, as Rich said. Um, Allen, Max Allen, Josh Dobbs, Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod, definitely want to keep the other th- the other two. I think Dobbs is on his way out, Allen. I'd happily keep as the depth piece. And then players not to re-sign, Washington, Ebron, Balage. I think that's easy. Um Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll stop it there just because we've, we've been through a lot of the other stuff. But but yeah, thanks for sending that in, guys. Much appreciated. I'd like to get everyone's thoughts. Um, cool, that's it, really. Any, anything else on the season review to wrap things up? Anything else that needs to be said? Uh, I, I, I've got nothing, man. No? I don't cool. know. I think we've done a pretty good uh, full list there. I mean, Ket summed it up pretty well with the list that we need, right? Um, it's pretty much everything. I'll try and write this down officially and tweet it out later in terms of the number of different positions that we need and then we'll try and come to a conclusion about just how many players we physically need to bring in because 
between draft. I mean, you don't expect to get. Steel City said this in his last piece. You, you expect to get two or three starters from the draft, right? You don't really anticipate more than that. So, mm-hmm. um, free agency is probably the only other option. I know we've kind of used the draft as a way to to lean back on free agency and maybe not quite knowing who we would sign in free agency, but. Um, you got to remember, trades are always out there. A lot of the guys we bring in are just on these low-value trades as well, um, which are kind of harder to project. So I'm sure those will happen in season and, and in the preseason. But yeah, I think this has been a pretty good, uh, pretty good overall view of the roster going forward, and we we got a better idea of uh, the, some of the guys that might be available. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll hand it over to you, Dave. I mean, have, have we got have we got time to to go somewhere else? If you want, do you not have time? You got a place to be, Dave? No, I've I've got nowhere to be other than, <laughs> other than my bed. But yeah, just looking at the clock, and we've got a no, no. I've got I've got a two and a half hour clock running here. Oh, I'm, oh really, Dave? I mean, I, I thought this episode was like shorter than it usually is, but okay. No, I, I, I can I can continue if you like. Do you want me to continue? I can continue, Dave. Not I want to... I want you to do what you feel is right. Okay, well, let's go there a little <laughs> bit then. Four large dollars, mate. Everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Right. So I've I've had a a bit of a a thing over the years with watching historical. I, I love watching historical uh, drama and fantasy and reading historical drama and fantasy too. Um, and I've sort of become the guy who's really annoying to watch historical movies with because uh, for a long time I, I, I've been uh, I've been an archer so I sort of become the guy that whenever there's a, an archer in a movie I'm instantly analyzing the guy of is he how's his form is he doing it right is he just is he clearly just holding a stick in the air with no string on it, it you know, those sort of things and um, I, yeah people just get pretty annoyed with me watching those sort of films like for, for example watching um russell crowe turn his medieval war bow into a sniper rifle just annoyed the hell out of me so there's there's things that generally annoy me in films and i, I like i say it's, it's that sort of expanded through things into just sort of being someone who constantly comments on things that probably wouldn't happen you know things that are a bit annoying in movies um my poor wife um <laughs> i've <laughs> subjecting to to these things all the time but um the big one at the moment is um seeing guys in i mean I, we've been watching the witcher recently and having a sword on your back is dumb it's dumb i'm sorry it's dumb no one did it ever because you can't see the damn thing really no one ever carried a sword. I mean, there probably was someone carried a sword on their back. Oh, old it, old back sword McGee. It's super impractical. <laughs> I mean, they, they do it with archers as well, and that was always a thing that annoyed me, that Robin Hood of, of you know old movies would have his, have his arrows, arrows on his back. But as soon as you walk past something, or you've walked past a tree, you've snapped half your arrows, because you can't see the damn things, and they've snapped, hit, hit a branch or something. Hang on, Dave. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Hawkeye carries his, uh, his arrows on his back, Dave. Hawkeye is a, a fictional superhero. I'm just saying, if it's good enough for Hawkeye, it should be good enough for you, you know? Well, I'm, 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 I'm sure Hawkeye knows what he's doing. And don't get me wrong, there is there is guys in the archery world who will carry their eyes on the back, but it's it's, it's very impractical. It's mm. like, if you're doing uh, field archery, which is what I used to do, you're in a wooded area. It's almost like parkour, 
you know, it, but wooded parkour, but with shooting involved as well. So if you're doing all that and climbing hills and having to scale up things, you're you carry arrows on your back and it's going to catch on something. It's going to be really annoying. So it, it's in a historical context, it's not good. It doesn't work. And the same works for a sword. If you're carrying a sword on your back, especially if it's like a great sword, like um, what's his face from the Witcher's carrying, that's going to be hitting everything you walk past. It's going to be so impractical. And you also got to have an arm longer than your body to get the thing out of its scabbard. It's not going to work. And unless you can like extend your arm with like one of those sort of punch, you know, remember those boxing gloves on the thing that you squeeze, and the arm and the fist shoots out. That yeah. Unless you got that for an arm, you're not getting that sword off your back. So it, it it was always carried on the hip, but it's not. It doesn't. But it doesn't look cool, right? On a on a camera, your hero carrying a sword on his back looks apparently it looks cool. To me, it looks dumb well, because if, the guy. If it's, on the, it if it's on the back, Dave, you can do that like promo shot, you know, where like they stand facing away from the camera, but kind of like turn the head to look. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? That's, yeah. that's, that's why. Now, the arrows, do you carry those in you in the same way you would carry a sword? Or uh, are you just running around with those in your left hand? Personally, I would either... I mean, I, I before I, I've not shot for five years since my summer was born. I've not had time to shoot, which is... I, I hate not being able to shoot, but um, I haven't got the time to do it, unfortunately, between working and family life. But I would either use what's called a bow quiver, so you, your arrows are attached to the to the bow itself. You don't, I'd only carry about four or five of them, um, or I'd be using like a small thing I put in my back pocket that hold them in. So it's behind me and it's not in the way too much. Or it sounds and, like it's on your back, Dave. <laughs> yeah, on on my rump, on my my backside, I suppose you could say. But most carry it on their hip because it's practical. It's there. You can see it. You're not going to catch it or anything. You can move it out of the way easily. And the, but yeah, but getting back to what I was saying about it, there there are things that annoy me about films. And another one that annoys me is when guys, you know, when guys cut their hand to make an agreement, oh, I hate that. like like a blood <laughs> deal. That hurts. You yeah. just cut your hand. <laughs> you can't like you, I'd be like ah that. What, what am I doing? I'm, I'm doing. I'm cut. The, I've cut my hand, and now I can't use this hand for like two weeks while the cut heals. I've, I've, cut, I've stabbed myself in the hand, and that that hurt a lot. And I couldn't use that hand for quite a while properly. So if you've just cut across all the tendons in your hand, that hand is done, at least for a month. You know, while it heals. And people do it so casually, don't they? Like it's just, yeah, it's just a done thing. Yeah. And and guys get shot, and then they get up and carry on running at the guy. It just it. It annoys me. Make make. I'm not saying films have to be super realistic, but have a little bit of realism, you know. So so basically, what what do you guys find when you're watching a, a film that you you're the guy who gets annoyed about that thing or you know <laughs> rants about it while they're watching it? Oh, that's a good question, that Dave. I like that. Now, I, I have a couple answers, but but very quickly, Dave, because I don't want to get accused of what I got accused of the other week by by Glenn, who okay. said who because we had a whole conversation right about Batman. Uh-huh. And didn't let Rich answer the question, you know, for obvious reasons. That was ridiculous. Now, Rich, in, in within the last week, has had a scene, <clears throat> a scene involving a fight with a sword broadcast on on television. So, <laughs> Rich, I imagine you've done some sword fighting, right? Would you keep it on your back? Yeah. No, it looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool, but you can't get to it quick enough Damn. if you need to. Damn. I mean, if you're if you're, I think if you're traveling like a long distance, you know, you're not going to be fighting for a while. I think you could put it on your back. And so just so it's out of the way, because, you know, if it's on your hip, you, you have a tendency to kick it sometimes and stuff. And it's a little cumbersome. So I think if you're marching somewhere, you know, on your way to battle, I think put it on your back would be okay. 
Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what's, what oh, really sucks. Yeah. In in 300, we <clears throat> we had to fight with capes. You ever fight with a cape? Oof. I've, yeah, I've, I haven't fought I, with I, many instruments. No. <laughs> <laughs> I because I, if you did, I want to hear the story. Number one, <laughs> I've had a, I've had a fight wearing a denim jacket, but that's not quite the same thing. Oh, we did. Yeah, it's a little better. <laughs> yeah, so we we had to shorten our capes because I guess historically they were pretty long. But we had to cheat a little bit and shorten them when we were fighting in 300 because they just they're they get in the way. I mean, you kind of get a little used to maneuvering it, but you have to think about maneuvering the cape and getting it out of your way while you're fighting, which isn't the best thing in the world for you. So that that's rough. That that was really that's an art learning how to fight with a cape. From what I remember of that movie, you were you were wearing very little else though. So there's nothing <laughs> nothing else to get in the way, just the cape. No, well, there no. might be something here. <laughs> <laughs> Just a pair of boxer briefs, from what I remember, and a pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah bas- basically a leather thong. That's pretty much it, and some sandals. <laughs> uh, that that question you posed there, Rich, though, is anyone ever fought in a cape? That's where we needed Gav, because Gav definitely would have said yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got. There was that one time. Yeah. Well, I was once stood on the street corner. I asked some guys if I could say Wagwan, and all of a sudden. My cape was out. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the amount of nights I've had to have a fight in a cape. Oh, which one? Which story do you want? Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, Dave, to your original question. Um, what annoys us in movies? I'll tell you what annoys me. Um, phones. Just the ringing of a phone. Because it's always like the same, like, you know, like an old 80s landline noise? You Every mean time like the, in, the inadvertent um, phone where like some member of the crew has forgotten to turn the ringtone no, off? No, 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 no. Like the yeah. actual, like if a phone rings in a movie, like, and it's supposed to, it's always okay. like that really traditional, and I assume it's because you want people to know that the phone is ringing, and if you just play like, I don't know, Christina Aguilera as someone's ringtone, nobody understands what's going on. <laughs> yeah. So they, they have to use the actual like, ring, ring, and I, I hate that sound in real life, and I hate it in movies, because as soon as it happens, for some reason they have to have three rings, right? Every single time a phone rings in a movie, it's like, ring, ring. Ring, 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 ring. And I'm like, stop, cease with this. I think just the sound of a phone makes me anxious. <laughs> I guess they can't use like the standard Samsung or Apple ringtones because as soon as you do that, yeah. everyone's looking at the phone. Yeah. Thinking their phone's ringing. Who didn't, the the, who didn't turn the phone off? Yeah. Oh, it's okay, it's just the character. <laughs> yeah. I suppose well, you, yeah, can't, the... you, you can't you can't you can't use a, a song because I, I don't know can you use a song would you have me I guess I'd you could use a song add to you. but yeah as I say it would confuse the audience maybe if you didn't do it right yeah what were you gonna say Mike just speaking of uh, phones we, we we've noticed that as well watching predominantly American TV series where we'll be sitting down and be two characters talking on the phone it might be a dramatic scene and. They always cut the conversation without saying anything like a boy or an acknowledgement that the conversation is going to end. And for, I mean, this could be an Irish thing, but I can't, you know, you can't speak on the phone to anyone in Ireland without going bite, 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 Mike, 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 Mike. I don't want to push back on this too much, but don't you literally have a goodbye named after not saying anything and leaving? Yeah, I didn't hear about that until I moved over here. I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Mike. I I can't. I I was. It seems to take me out of the movie if if someone's uh, doesn't say goodbye. I I, I, I can I kind of say it for them. Like, well, bye then. <laughs> I'm gonna. How rude are you? I'm gonna Irish goodbye out of this podcast right now. It's just gonna be a, a cut here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Mike, what, what, what do you reckon? What annoys you in movies? Um, I I like when there's a any sport involved in a movie and they have to get the actor to participate in it. There was a clip that did the round on Twitter about eighteen months ago of a young fella. He I don't know. He must have been early twenties, and he was obviously told by the director, "We want you to throw this football." And he threw it like you would throw a pie against the wall where you've got to keep your hand open and flat. And I did, while we were chatting, I did look and see if I can find it on Twitter because I can like, send a tweet out with the clip. Um, or I'm a, you know, I'm a Newcastle United football fan. And when they did that goal movie and they just had the actor trying to kick a football, the man didn't have a clue. He looked like a three-legged donkey. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's not authentic whatsoever, and it just makes me giggle. Or, or if you see people uh, any time they try and like swing a golf club, you know they haven't got a clue what they're doing, and they just edit it perfectly that it's the perfect shot or the perfect goal or the perfect throw in football or something like that. That's always, um, yeah, no, no, that always uh, it's always worth a little bit of a giggle. I'm sure we'll get some of that tomorrow um, when Sean Payton's movie comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you do you mean getting uh, actual athletes to be uh, in in sort of sports scenes in movies, aka the uh, was it the the Dark Knight where the the Highfield oh, yeah. appeared yeah. and Big Ben and all that appeared? Which movie was that in? It was yeah. one of the Batman, it was one the, of the Christopher was, Nolans. It was the third one, whatever that was called. Yeah, Roses. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because they shot that one in Pittsburgh. The third one. Yeah. Yeah. Classic scene yeah. of Ben standing there. I like it. <clears throat> I was always, I, I was surprised when Heinz Field reappeared the week after. That was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the biggest inaccuracy of that movie is I've not seen Heinz Ward run that quickly in about twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything that annoys you, Rich? Uh, yeah. You know, it it could be one person or it could be a line of people. Walking towards the camera in slow motion. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, let me clarify. Tell me you like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, but that was a, that's an old movie. When that when they did it, then it wasn't worn out as bad. Okay. Now it's like it's been done hundreds of times in movies, and if you put an explosion in the back, it's even worse. <laughs> it's just been done so many times. Every time I see it, it like I just tune out. I'm like, oh, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, that's probably I'm probably the only person that bothers, but yeah, it's that's one of my one of my pet peeves, I think. I suppose it's another one of those things that you know, it looks cool, but it's probably a bit superfluous really. A bit bit needless, bit unneeded, you know. Yeah. You know another one too that I just thought of is when you land like it's a superhero movie or some type of you know, that type of movie and you land and you get and, and you land in the superhero pose. It's like, it's just so many people are doing it. And it's it's the one where you, and I've done it many times in movies. I've done it as a werewolf. I've done it. I've done it in different times, but it's starting to get old as well. You kind of land and you have one hand on the ground forward, like you're a, a football player. And the other hand is back and you have, and, and you have like a, t- you have tension in your hand and it's like kind of back behind your, behind your back. You know, you've seen it a lot, I'm sure. I don't know if I'm describing it very well. Sort of on on one knee, one hand on the ground sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do it a lot in the Marvel movies, and I think I've, I don't know if I've ever done it as Batman. 
but I I don't think so. But I've I've done it as Iron Man. I know that. Um, and I've done it myself, so I, I can't get on it too much. But it's just it's just getting to the point where it's so overdone now that it'd be nice to come up with <laughs> something else. Here's here's the thing on the subject of superheroes: is 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 Henry Cavill the best Superman? Is he better than Christopher Reeve? Oh wow! Well, they're different. They're 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 really they're not so much different as Superman, but they're very different as Clark Kent. Mm. You know. Um, Christopher Reeve was great. He had that bumbling, you know, cl- cloddish type Clark Kent. So you, so he would be so much the opposite of Superman that no one would think that he's Superman, right? Because mm-hmm. um, those glasses are such a great disguise. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and Henry's is a little different. Henry didn't go that route, you know. But I think Henry's great. It's hard to compare because they all have, you know, it's like comparing the Batmans. They all have their own cool things and then maybe something that you don't like but they all have their own strengths and i think that's the same with henry i think henry's a great superman i would love to see him continue on as superman but christopher reeve was great too yeah i think henry henry cavill's far too good looking to be a a convincing clark kent it's like that guy that man is far too beautiful to be a, a like a, just a, an average news reporter, you know well but, christopher uh, reeve was too when you think about it he was a very good looking guy yeah, no, no, they, you're right. They, they usually don't don't hire uh, the ugly guys for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a recency bias, but when I sort of picture Superman these days, I picture Henry Cavill. As, as despite growing up with uh, Christopher Reeve as being being Superman, you know, it just mm-hmm. uh, he's he's replaced him in in my mind. Mm. Right, right. But it, it feels like Henry Henry Cavill is a little bit devoid of a personality. When I see him in interviews, he, he hasn't got the biggest personality. Oh, I disagree, Dave. He, Henry he paints Cavill, models. Henry Cavill's fair. great. Pers- I'm talking like off. The, I mean, I've never met the guy. Rich has, but from what I understand, I love his personality in interviews and stuff. He's uh, he's a vibe because he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You don't see that interview. Sorry, Rich, you've got way more say on this, but just very quick. You don't see that interview with him on Graham Norton, Dave, where Graham Norton was kind of like trying to shut him down for painting Warhammer figures, and he was just like, "Yeah, I don't I, care." <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the I saw the interview and I I saw that he was you know cool with who he was and, I, and that's and I like that about him but at the same time like I don't know maybe, maybe the other people on the show sort of overshadowed him a little bit I thought mm. I'd, I'd hoped he'd be a bit more I don't know maybe because he's Superman you want a bit more he's a little bit understated maybe maybe yeah, that's maybe. what it is what do you think Rich you know it. You're, I'll let you talk <laughs> <clears throat> yeah no he he. He's a little he's he's a little guarded in what he's going to expose to the public, you know, mm-hmm. and um, but he has a great personality. He's funny, um, but he doesn't have a big personality. Like he's not somebody who's going to walk into the room and take over the room like some people. But I don't think that's what he wants. You know, he he's just one of those guys that if you have a conversation with him, it's it's going to be enjoyable. He's, you know, he's he's well versed on a lot of different subjects, and he's he's a funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor. Okay. Okay, I, I I can I can retract my comment under, of devoid of personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. No, I like guys like that. Not everybody needs to be the biggest guy in the room. Yeah, yeah, that's I I I, I do too. I gravitate to those guys because that's how I am. I just keep a low profile, and I I tend to like you know gravitate more to people like that. And it's cool that he's a British Superman as well. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said the other day they never realized Tom Holland was British. I was listening to like an American thing, an American podcast, I think, or something. 
and uh, they're like, how did I never realise Tom Holland was British? And it's like, well, th- these guys all just play American superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I worked with the guy, had conversations with the guy, and I didn't know it either. He, <laughs> he, would, he would talk in an English accent when we would talk. So I, <laughs> I didn't realise it. I bet so many American actors are so annoyed by how many British guys are going over across the pond and just, like, stealing their jobs. You know? I do think that. Yeah, what, what is the deal with that, Rich? Why, do, why is cause it feels disproportionate, right? There's 60 million British people, roughly, and there's, like, 300 million Americans. Why are there so many British actors in, like, American... Superhero movies and stuff. And... I, well, number one, I think I think British guys or, or or women, for that matter, or anyone, are much better at an American accent than Americans are at a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but but number two, uh, P- Americans love British accents. I mean, they do. That's true. You know, they they they're very attracted to the to the British accents. I think maybe that has something to do with it. And there's a lot of really like theater is 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 huge in london and i know it is in new york too but there's some really amazing theater actors that have come out of out of the uk and um you know that's always great training to to be a good actor you know so yeah i mean i don't know but i know what you're saying there's there's a lot more people here but i think the accent has has a lot to do with it and there's some really great well-trained actors yeah, well, it's it's it's, it's something to export, right? <laughs> At least we're sending something positive over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, should we wrap it up there? Any, anything else to say, to get there, Dave? No, I think I think we should uh, we should end the three-hour podcast there. It. It's not been three hours, Dave. Why do you keep saying this? <laughs> Maybe it just feels. A bit I can long. make Maybe it could... three hours if you want. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those ones because we've we've um, we've talked so much on uh, free agency and stuff. Maybe it feels slightly longer. I don't uh, know. Okay, you're saying it was dry. Is that what you're saying, Dave? No, no, it was uh, post high quality. Post your grade, quality. Dave. Post your grade. Uh, go for I don't know. It's going to be B minus. B minus. It's a it's a Dave C plus. <laughs> right. Cool. Um don't know what we're gonna do next week yet. Um when's the senior ball, Mike? I've had the clue. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Thanks, Drake. I'm pretty sure it's next week. Um I'm, 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 you know what, I've got their website open for for like lists of lists of uh, draft eligible players and now I'm frantically uh, <laughs> You know, opening links click 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 it's, it's a good show it's a good job everyone comes to us for their news it is it? right yeah <laughs> next friday oh okay half seven in the evening our time okay so maybe next week we can do maybe something senior ball related i think that's what we did last year just yeah. before the super bowl but um not super bowl senior ball sorry and then and then obviously the week after we can get into the super bowl a little bit and, and start some of our um draft coverage and stuff so uh, that'll be good i'll try and Start getting ahead of that if I can this week, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Um, how do I normally end this show? The, the problem is because there's no game now. I don't have like the the usual stuff to say. Normally, I'm like, um, hopefully, we'll see you next week at like thirteen and three. Well, I would never have said that this year, but you do all that stuff. You you, you oh, do right, the you yeah. do the Twitter handles. You thank do you, the Dave. Thank you. you you've re- thank you. You've reengaged me. <clears throat> Follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cyro. This follow. Gav at GM Boom Up, even though he he didn't show his face here. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart and Mike. I saw you change your Twitter thing. Is that right? Uh, I did. I don't know why. I just got bored. Very rude of you to make me change something that I'd memorized. <laughs>
apologies, sorry. I, I'll uh, consult next time. Okay. Well, it's not Cambridge Paddy. It's something he's changed it to that I'll have to commit to memory again in the future. And uh, follow Rich on Instagram at stunt underscore Batman. And uh, we'll see you next week. Come back next week for more of this high quality podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. See you, guys. Have a good off season, Steelers. Yeah.